Welcome, 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 and it has been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot, here's Swinney for episode 8 on Sunday the 6th of September 2020, Father's Day for Australia. This week's show, we'll be discussing the magnificent, overdue Mario 35th Anniversary Direct, Gods and Monsters, what a great rebrand, and Life After Rocket League and Rocket Pass. Was it ever worth it? Swinney, 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 how was your week? I, well, yeah, you, life after Rocket League, I didn't get the impression that you're done with Rocket League in general. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels like that because Rocket Pass is, is everything about Rocket League at the moment. That's the only way they're going to make money. Yeah, well, <laughs> I look forward to that uh, special segment. Mm. But for me this week, I've been, um, I, I played through a game uh, that I didn't know much about called Windscape. So it's this like little indie I guess it would have been like a Steam Early Access game originally and spent my whole time playing, uh, not my whole time, but I've spent a while playing through that and realised that that game is absolute dog shit. (laughs) I was like, wow, I've never heard of this game. You know, you've always got these Uh, gems, you're the indie man, (laughs) you play through so many games, I'm like, hmm, might have to check this out. And you're like, it's dog shit. Nah, nah. (laughs) Well, this game, it was was classified as an RPG. We talked about how I love my RPG Mm. achievements and... I ended up completing it and then submitting a disagreement with your achievements. Oh, really? And detailing why um, why it shouldn't be classified as an RPG, even though I'd already completed it. So it's not like I want to save myself the hassle. I'm like, I want to save other people oh. pain of going through this just to, to get it on their, uh, I guess, on that leaderboard. But it's <laughs> when you've got a game that's all, you know, you have to craft stuff and you have like inventory potions and things like that. And then they you get to the last boss. And there's like an area before the last boss and it doesn't, it auto saves and you cannot leave. So if you've got no healing items oh, at that point that. in the game, you're just, you're screwed for the entire game. So wait, you can't even go back to an earlier save or anything? No. What? See, games like that, they should just be deleted from the stores. <laughs> it should be like a minimum requirement. It, I couldn't believe it. The worst part is that you, you're in this area and it's got a big entryway and a prompt to exit to the previous area but mm. when you press it the game like fades out and fades back in and you're in the same area again what? so it's well, you were meant to be able to leave but it's so the game is so buggy that it just doesn't let you leave so if you don't have any health items and it, they don't really flag it's going to be the last boss it's not like you know how a lot of games will be like telegraph yeah the obvious oh, saved spot final confrontation. just before no, <laughs> long corridor you just walk into you walk into like a tree and then okay i'm about to face the last boss <laughs> you walk into a tree you didn't have that stuff you'd be screwed you'd have to be screwed. it's a giant tree when i say walk into a tree it's like a giant opening in a tree oh, okay but i'm like man like I would be so pissed if I didn't have those like health items already. Um, oh man, that, to me that's avoid broken. That game at all costs. Like, like that's something that you'd see in the nineties and the eighties with games, not not like modern games. How old is this game? Oh, let me have a look. Well, I I believe it was an early access game on Steam because I remember looking up because the last boss was actually really tough, and I'm like, okay, let's look up how to actually beat this boss. And people like last boss, and it was like the first boss of the whole game. So obviously, it was an early access where people had called the first boss the last boss. Mm. It came out officially, I guess, the full release on Xbox at least in March last year. But okay. This the funny thing about this game. I mentioned that 
you know, I've put in disagreement about it being called an RPG. And hey, I've actually checked it. They've actually accepted my disagreement. So there you go. One win for the swim. That, that's one win for the swim. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much clout you have on true achievements. <laughs> Just like I he's calling a game not an RPG. We do, no one knows the <laughs> definition of an RPG, but we'll take his word for it. But um, it's basically like almost like a Zelda clone with, with some very light RPG elements. But it's almost like they built the game and you have a couple of side quests at the beginning. And then they just, the whole game gets linear after that. And they, it's like they forgot to put the RPG in. <laughs> it's like they built it up and then there's no quests or anything after that. It's almost like as so, if they've uh, put in enough elements at the start for people that quote unquote review it for like, you know, an hour. They go, well, this is an RPG. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> Anyway, so that was it's very altruistic that, that, that was of you. I have the to highlight say. Of my week. It's very altruistic because, from a leaderboard perspective, you, you, you're competing on the RPG leaderboard. So for you, strategically, from a game theory perspective, one could say it makes no sense for you to declassify this game. You've already played it as an RPG. It doesn't help you. And I've already, and I've already bought it. And it's Correct. funny. I was actually talking with one of the the guys at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, and he actually he, like messaged me saying. Is this an RPG? Is this an RPG? Do you think it's an RPG? Should I save my money? And I'm like, I'll let you know. <laughs> and then I told him at the end of it. So there nah, you go. It's not an RPG. It's very altruistic. Like he doesn't need to now play that game to be you know, exactly. It's not relevant to him. You've actually helped him. You're the good but guy of true it, achievements. It goes both ways. There'll be people that play games, and I'm like, that doesn't look like an RPG. I'm, I'm just going to like sit on the sidelines and let other people play, it. and then it gets declassified. I'm like, thank God, I didn't spend like thirty bucks on that. I still, I still never will know the definition of an RPG. Like, I, no, I, I, I get yeah. that there's like high level thoughts on it, but so many games have those elements now. It's a bit like, where do you stop and start calling things RPGs? Well, I actually want to do a feature on that, so <laughs> maybe we should park that because I've got a lot. I've got a lot to talk about when it comes to that. So. And, and sort of, by, by the way, how how about your week? Yeah, it's been good. I've actually been really unwell. Uh, no coronavirus or anything like that. Oh, but... that's that's great to hear. <laughs> no, it's just like you know, I think with a new baby and just trying to do a lot of things still. Um, you know, it's good that I've had the month off work. Um, yeah, it's just I, I haven't even had really much energy to play games or anything like i watched a little bit of that high score on netflix which like it's okay it's it's not bad um but then i actually ended up watching a bunch of the f1 strive uh strive to win i think it's called uh that's an awesome doco series so i highly recommend that one <laughs> probably more than the high score one um and then again uh rocket league i've been playing that a little bit just to just to tease the final segment of today's show um, and, you know, just as you was touching on the RPG, I think we were both thinking maybe we'd have to come up with some magical special feature. And then very late in Australian time, uh, Nintendo decided to surprise us with the Mario 35th Anniversary Direct. And I think I got to you within like 15 minutes of this going live without any warning or anything. It just popped up. And I think I jumped in YouTube and I was like, whoa, what the heck is this? Um, and as we normally, do, normally I hear about this stuff kind of just, uh, it'll pop up somewhere, but you actually, like when you sent that, I didn't know what it was, but 
I think you just posted a YouTube link and I'm like, that's got to be something. It's got to be like Smash or it's got to be something. <laughs> and part of me, the reason why I always do that with you is because I hear about something and it's not like I'm hearing about it five hours later. It's like an hour later. And I reach out to you and go, whoa, have you heard about this? This is crazy. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> whenever I see big news now, I'm like, I really want to get to you first. <laughs> Um, well, and- I find it funny the seeing the osmosis of how it travels down, like in our friends group as well, where we will like we could have talked about something on the podcast, and then someone in our friends group might bring it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, a week later, you have to kind of hold yourself from back back from being like old news, man. Where have you been the last <laughs> like six hours? And and as we do, you know, your whole life doesn't ro- revolve around Mario. You know, <laughs> Uh, and um as we're prone to do on this show we always start with the biggest piece of news from our opinion of course uh which is the worst kept secret uh xbox series s in gaming i mean no sorry apologies uh super mario 3d all stars (laughs) so i I was waiting for that i'm like is my note in the run sheet gonna trip him up (laughs) no no um mission accomplished (laughs) And and one thing that we should say is we don't generally talk about rumors. More like I I don't like talking about rumors because there have been plenty of opportunity, plenty of times where something is this is everyone's talking about it. It's going to happen, and it doesn't. Um, so, and I just don't think there's much point until it actually comes to fruition. Uh, but this, yes, was very heavily rumored. The rumors were pretty much a hundred percent correct. Uh, the 3D collection includes Super Mario 64. Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy and no Super Mario Galaxy 2. And I think that that's pretty much how most of the rumors around it were. Um, and, and just to sort of call out, so this game is coming out really soon. So this is the 18th of September. It was announced, what was it, like the 3rd of September. So it was only about two weeks plus a bit of change. Uh, and also, you know, interestingly, it's releasing as a limited release until March 2021, which is what they did with the re-release of Super Mario All-Stars on the Wii back, uh, I think it was about 10 years ago now. Uh, probably just quick things to call out before we jump into it. You know, it is a remaster. It's not a remake. Uh, so it very much looks like the original games just with, you know, sort of an up-res. Uh, Mario 64 is still 4 by 3 ratio. I think it's 720p in docked mode. Super Mario Sunshine, the exciting thing there is it's the first time that it's 16 by 9 uh, and that's running at 1080p. And uh, Galaxy was already 16 by 9, but now it's going to get up to 1080p. Uh, and there's obviously some control adjustments. There's still a lot of conversation around exactly how the controls are going to work. There have been some answers out there. Uh, the thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit was there was confirmation that the GameCube, at least on launch, that you can't use the official GameCube controller and the adapter and use the analog triggers. I was really, really hoping that they would just update that in the background, but alas, they can't do that. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to make that work in Sunshine. So what did, what did you think of this? Oh, this is this is amazing. Mm. Um, I I still remember as a kid getting Super Mario All-Stars, you know, the first one, yeah. which we'll talk about soon yeah. as well. Um, and that was like the biggest thing ever. In, in my life, probably at that point, you know, I was probably about 10 years old. So, you know, I've obviously had bigger things in my life since then. <laughs> but I, I just remember thinking, this is, the, this is the greatest thing ever. And because I had never owned owned any Mario game except for Super Super Mario World at mm. that point. Uh, and Mario Kart, like I'm talking mainline stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd played them all. I'd beaten Mario, the Mario 1. I'd played a lot of Mario 2. The weirdest part is I hadn't played Lost Levels, which is not surprising. You know, most people hadn't played the Japanese Mario 2 at that point in their life. But 
I hadn't really played much of Mario 3 at all. So mm. I actually experienced Mario 3 through that. And this announcement, it just it's kind of similar because I Mario 64 and Sunshine I've played heaps, but I've actually only played probably the first couple of hours of Galaxy. So I'm so looking forward to finally being able to play through it. Oh, so I thought you'd played through Galaxy. I'm the same as you. I've played about an hour or two of it on my Wii U, and I was like, wow, this game's amazing. And then I kind of parked it just because I was like, I feel like this is going to come out on the Switch, and then I can just take it on the go, and it's just going to make it so much easier. Um, so, yeah, now that this is coming out, I'm really pumped. And, you know, look, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just preface this. I think that this is amazing. This is going to be one of the best value you know, buys that you could have, you know, Mario 64 by itself, I'll just buy as a standalone game if they released it. But the fact that it's coming with Sunshine and Galaxy and Galaxy for a lot of people is one of the best games ever from their perspectives. Um, I, I mean, I must admit, I was a bit like, oh, you know, I kind of wished at least with maybe 64 that they had even an alternative version where it was a bit more of a, not a remake even, but just they'd pulled it through like Mario Odyssey graphics or something along those lines. Like, and you could switch modes yeah. or something like that. Like I wish they, they'd done something like that or even at least a 16 by nine version of that game. Like, you know, I mean, you can play it on PC. Like they've got a PC port, obviously unofficial PC port and people have that running 16 by nine. So I, I thought that was a little bit baffling, but I'm still super excited by this. And I think it's really awesome. Yeah, I'm, you know, I remember playing through Mario 64 just so many times. Mm. I've played that game to death. And I remember playing through the the 3D, uh, not 3DS, the Nintendo DS version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of, I wouldn't want them to take that version because that version was very different. Um, You know, she she had to catch a bunny with Yoshi at the beginning. You start as Yoshi, I think, in that game. Mm. Um, But it... The models, they you know, some of the models in that that DS version were actually quite nice, mm. and I'm like, it would have been nice, I think, to kind of done maybe an ocarina of time on 3DS style, where they're just they've just made just reworked some of the models. That would have been nice, but I think if you just did that, then people would have been, you know, it's like giving them an inch, take a mile. They would have expected you to overhaul a lot more than just the models. Yeah, so I can kind of understand it's it's more like, well, let's just. Um, you know, get it, get it running nice, getting it looking nice and crisp. And yeah, the 16 by 9 thing, it's a shame, but that's where, when it comes to Mario Sunshine, man, I'm super excited about that game because that game looks fantastic um, from the video that they've um, shown so far because that game struggled on the GameCube. Yeah, reason, well, so. it really struggled in some parts of that game. Like it ran, yeah, really, really bad. Like, you know, basically like single digit frame per second. Um and, and, you know, look, like, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, ultimately, I'm very happy with this package. I, you know, ordered it straight away. Like, I was super pumped for it. It's something that, it's a great package to have. You know, when I think about my kids down the track, like, you know, this is kind of something I want to fire up and play, you know, because it's just such an easy, accessible format. Um, and, and I'm the same as you. I'm actually, you know, when I get this, I actually think I'll boot up Sunshine first because it's the one that I played the least and I feel like we'll benefit the most from the graphics overhaul and the up res and the game looks amazing. It probably looks the best out of the three of them, to be honest, from the trailer. Um, and, you know, the big thing with 
the big thing, Sunshine, sorry to cut you off, yeah, yeah. is that uh, my hope, and I don't think I've seen any confirmation about this, is the um, inverted camera. So the vertical camera, and that's what a lot of people struggle with, that you didn't have the option to toggle it either way. So you had to go with what they what they'd put in the game. Wait, the camera and was inverse? Was a lot of... So it's like... Uh, I can't remember the I can't remember which way it was, but I know that that you didn't have an option to toggle it either way, okay. and that was actually a huge barrier to entry for people because you're constantly sitting there with flood aiming up and down, and you you had to either adjust or that's it. You know, you couldn't play the game. Yeah. So I really hope that they give you the option in in this version, and, and I, I do have a feeling they will, but mm, it's also Nintendo. I don't know. I. Don't know, I so. To be honest, like, you know, th- this this is a limited release. And I don't, I don't find that that strange at all. Like, ultimately, Nintendo, the way that they want to run these things and their IP, they they want to guard it really carefully. And they don't want to just milk it. So it's it's like the old Disney vault system where they'd bring out, a, you know, a release, put it on VHS, and then take it off the, sh- the shelves within, you know, a few months. So, you know, you've got to make a decision. Are you going to get it or not? Like, you know, sort of... Like it, it does make sense from a business point of view. They're probably leaving some money on the table, but then it means that, you know, these IPs are going to be worth a lot. You know, even like the fact that Mario 64 could sell and it came out in what, like 96 is pretty incredible. Um, but it does feel very bare bones. Like, you know, I, I even put a note in that you can actually see some of the textures in Mario 64. They've tweaked them to make them a bit sharper. And I think your point around things being crisp is very accurate. It just looks like they've gone... How do you just make it really crisp and then we're done? Like, not muck around with anything else. So, I don't know. Like, it's going to be really yeah. interesting when we boot it up. Like, you know, have they got some extra stuff in the games as well? Like, a bit of a history of the games and, you know, all the extra goodies or the Easter, not Easter eggs, sorry, but the special feature stuff that's pretty awesome. I know that they've confirmed mm-hmm. the whole music thing, which I don't know. That's not a thing. Do you ever use that in Smash? I know that's really, really big in Smash, the music player. Well, Smash would... I mean, Smash just has so many music tracks from different games. I don't look at the game, the music in majority of these games and think that's something I want to listen to outside of Mario. Sure. I love listening to these tracks within the Mar- while I'm playing Mario, you know. Um, Mario 64 has some, you know, just classic tracks and I play that game so much that they're drilled in my in my head basically but I'm not going to ever want to listen to them outside of playing Mario 64. Mm. Yeah it's just that I don't think I ever use that music player feature it just seems funny that they always feature that in these games um and the other thing is the only time I use the only time I use that is if I'm trying to like choose a new song um to play in like the lobby in Smash or something. That's the only time I'm ever kind of, <laughs> yeah, not no, as a standalone sure. thing. For sure. And it, it's interesting because I've been like following this quite closely online, you know, because Nintendo does release a lot of limited things. That What they've said with this is, you know, you can buy digitally and there's like no limit to the amount of digital copies out there. There is, it seems to be some limitation on the physical copies. So, you know, if you do want to pick this up, I would recommend, you know, getting a pre-order in, making sure you've, you know, secured a copy. Not that I think it will run out, at least before Christmas, but I could see a real possibility that this is sold out by Christmas time and there's just no other copies or maybe one more run and then that's it before March uh, comes about. Because even when I went to my local JB, Hi-Fi, so that's like, you know, Best Buy uh, in America, they said that they had about 200 on order and I think I was already the sixth person that pre-ordered it and i went in at like 
11 a.m. on that day. So, like, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people who are keen on this game. Um, so, I don't know. It sounds like, you know, you'd probably be able to get a copy, even maybe on the day, but I wouldn't waste too much time if you do want to get it physically because, you know, they won't re-release this on the Switch. This will be the only time that they do this. Was there anything yeah, else I... you wanted to call out on this game? Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to I... say after you. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've got to give them shit though, for the digital limited. Um, I understand from a business standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint, there's a lot There's a lot of people that aren't looking to spend, you know, we know the games industry is actually seeing, a, you know, a bit of a, a boom in, in the, this pandemic time, but there's a lot of people that don't want to buy these games right away because, you know, they've got a, they've got a budget and everything. Mm. And it feels very rough to do that in this current time. Um, so I like when we talk about, okay, why do they do it? You know, everything like that. I understand from that side, but I think it's, it's a shitty thing to do, um, to the consumers at the moment, or at least, you know, maybe if you plan to do that, maybe just make the decision to back off from it, um, digitally, or at least give more, you know, extend it just because there's so many people that are literally not working because their, their employers are not, you know, they've had to shut their doors, whether it's temporary or permanently and they're not looking to spend $60 on games right now um, and it just kind of sucks that it basically says okay you've got until March to, to purchase and apparently well, it won't be ever available again or at least you know this particular collection. Yeah well what I do wonder is like with um, you know whether they look at it and go oh what we could actually do is release Mario 64 as part of maybe 64 games that come online, you know, in September, Mm. 2021. And then maybe the year after some GameCube games and then the year after some Wii games, you know what I mean? So, because you got to remember a lot of these games were available on the, on the virtual console on Wii U. So it's not like they were against releasing them. Not, not any GameCube games, I should point out. Um, But certainly the Wii games. So Galaxy and Galaxy 2 was on the Wii U. It still is actually. Um, so like that, that's one thing that I was kind of wondering, like maybe that's what they're doing as well. Sort of like make it a limited compilation and then put it as part of their service later. So then it's sort of like, you know, cause otherwise if it's still available for sale and you bought it and then a month later, Hey, it's for free as part of your Nintendo switch online, you'd probably then go, Oh, you know, I feel like I've been ripped off or something. So maybe that's a reason I, I totally get it from a business sense. Um, and I totally agree also that from a consumer lens, it, it sucks. Like it's not, it's not friendly. It's not mm. certainly not f- consumer friendly. Like, you know, CD project red, who are the, probably the most consumer friendly business I've ever seen. Like, it's pretty nuts. Like with all the DLC and everything like that, they're just really crazy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But so I guess finish on a positive note from me. Um, I've been looking for a good, op- a good way to play Mario galaxy. So I'm super looking forward to that. It is a shame that Galaxy 2 isn't there, but I also understand that understand why they'd kind of want to limit it to these three games because they're all quite different and um, it looks like it's okay, you know, like it's almost like the flagship Mario title of that 3D generation, whereas Galaxy 2, it's almost like, you know, when you talk about New Super Mario Brothers 2 and things like that, it's a sequel. It's definitely a sequel. So I think they just wanted to limit it to those flagship games. Yeah, and when they were developing Galaxy... They and then they kept on having all this extra stuff. They actually started then developing Galaxy 1.5, which became Galaxy 2. So, you know, I, I, I 
it would be good if they had it, but to me, it just it's sort of just more Mario Galaxy. So I, I kind of get why they didn't have it. And, and just like the last thing for me, really is, um, and and it's very nitpicking, but it, it's just kind of a shame that this is an actual revised version of Mario sixty four. So all like a lot of the speed running tricks won't work on this version of Mario sixty four. And I'm sure oh, people oh, speed no, run this. No be be. No BL, uh, was it BLJs? <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there without saying what that is for people. Backwards long jump. Thank you. No, I know. I'm just, like, I'm just saying it's it's funny. No, I don't want people to think that I'm making a dirty joke. <laughs> um. So yeah, like that, that's kind of. I wish you know stuff like that. I feel like, damn, it's just a shame that they couldn't have a mode where you could play as the original original ones, and then people could actually speed run on these. It, that would just be that's neat true, to me. but I mean, a lot of time they'll speed run like the Japanese versions of things anyway because the the text blocks are smaller and quicker, and there's a, things like that. So I don't know if the you know what is it like this version? I think it's considered like Mario sixty four Shindo, um, which is you know the revised version. Yeah, but I think people are going to miss that. So long, ye Bowser, aka so long, so long, gay Bowser. I think people are going to miss that more than the backwards long jump. <laughs> All right, and now uh, let's move into our, our from our ranking perspective, uh, the next part of the direct, which was Super Mario 3D World. So the ports keep coming, and and I've been really looking forward to this game coming out on the Switch. And kind of, I was a bit perplexed why it didn't come out earlier. Just thinking about big Mario titles, you know, you've obviously had Odyssey in 2017 sort of felt like it would have made a lot of sense if it was a year or two years ago that this game came out, but maybe they always intended uh, for this to come out uh, as part of the 35th anniversary collection. Um, So yeah, no, it's a really exciting uh, upgrade to Super Mario 3D World, and it includes Bowser's Fury, which they really didn't go much into, but it looks like a, it looks very different because I've played a bit of 3D World looks like a more open sort of area and you can pick whatever sort of worlds you want to or like levels you want to actually go play and it looks like they might be even harder just from the tone of it but i don't know if you've played much 3d world that game's not easy near the end of it and it's very difficult actually to 100 percent that game i'm not it's not like dark souls obviously but as mario games go it's probably one of the harder mario games to 100 percent. so yeah it'd be really interesting if they actually make a harder harder sort of you know dlc it's not really dlc but like an extra part of the game yeah i've i own this game but i just have never got around to playing it so i i'll have to kind of make a decision whether or not i want to repurchase or actually just go and and play it on the the uh the wii u but i'm you know we we knew this was coming Mm. at some point um it's great that it is um i think you've you've got a note here that potentially might have been sped up uh, it definitely is the case or it's definitely or definitely do you think it's just the trailer no no so when i watched the trailer i was like this is crazy because i played a bit of the game i really like it it's you know 3d world's a weird game it's you know if someone says it's my favorite mario game i kind of get that but it's also a very odd one because 3d land which is kind of like the precursor to this game that came on the 3ds that's just such a good game. It's like such a great handheld game. It really fits the 3DS. And then this game, you know, obviously is the console version of it. And it's sort of, I don't know, for me, it's sort of a weird Mario game. It's not quite a 2D game. It's not even for me really quite a 3D game. 
Um, but yeah, just watching the trailer, I was like, wow, okay. They've sped this game up because it really did feel slow when I played it. And yeah, there's been a bunch of people doing comparisons and things like that. And they've actually sped the game up. I'm looking at So I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. Because that's one thing I didn't like about the game, that it did feel slow. And it looks like they've given uh, Mario one or two extra moves. Um, So no, it looks like really cool. I'm really, I'll definitely get this because I'm keen to see what the whole Bowser's Fury thing is. And we should also point out that uh, there's online co-op because this is a very co-op game. So there's local co-op and online co-op to this game. So I guess, you know, that's one thing maybe if you do get it and I get it, we could uh, actually play it in co-op mode, given how great uh, Nintendo's online co-op is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably not <laughs> as bad as Square Enix, <laughs> which is just a call out to another segment that will come up. Yeah. I, I can't even make a joke about that. That alone is the punchline. <laughs> so this is coming out on the 12th of Feb next year. Um, and I look, I, this is not going to sell out. They've not said that this is limited. I think this is just going to be one of those evergreen titles uh, for Nintendo. And I don't know, maybe kind of carrying them through. Like maybe they're not looking to push out, you know, Odyssey 2 or whatever they're doing next from a Mario perspective. Yeah, I... I think if this was announced as its own separate thing outside of this, you know, all these announcements, I think it would have got a lot more buzz. So it'd be interesting to see whether or not it does um, sell a lot or if it kind of gets a little um, overshadowed by, you know, All-Stars and things like that. Yeah, I mean, All-Stars is going to be pretty limited, but I mean, Nintendo, like Mario sells, there's like a base amount that Mario just sells. And, um, you know, even new Super Mario what is it called? New Super Mario Wii U Deluxe, I think it's called, on the Switch. That yep. that sold very well for the fact that that, to me, is not a very good game. Like, that's a pretty... That's one of the most average Mario games I've played, um, along with, uh, what is it? New Super Mario Brothers 2, I think it's called, on the 3DS. Some like, people love those games, though. They People that, you know... Well, I say people have no taste. I actually haven't played them, so I can't say that. Um, I was just trying to just be an asshole with that. Antagonistic. Look, I, I, just, to, just to be clear. I had always looked at... Sorry, I'd always looked at the Wii U one, and it looked it looks way more appealing to me than any of the previous New Super Mario Brothers, just because the other ones looked like just... Almost like someone's fake, you know, knockoff <laughs> of Mario. So I'm the opposite. Like I've played all of those new Super Mario Brothers games. And I think the original ones, like the ones on the Wii and DS and things like that, it was kind of like, you know, there's some new ideas, some stuff that's still stuck around in the series. But the the sequels, to me, they just added almost nothing to to the games and they just weren't that inventive. So not not a big fan, but obviously it's not a review of those games. But given how well that those sold, you know, I think that, yeah, Super Mario 3D World hopefully will find its audience. It is a really good game, um, and it would be a shame if it does get buried. But they have spaced out a lot of the releases, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. And and just related to that release, uh, you know, Amiibo, it's not dead yet. Amazing. And and just for context, I have a lot of Amiibo. Like, I was like, I <laughs> have a guess how many Amiibo I have. I actually counted through it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that is ridiculous. Okay. Have a guess. 42. 42. <laughs> Higher. Whoa, okay. 60? Higher. 80? Higher. What? Oh, my God. Um, 100? Higher. 
Okay, at this point, I'm not going to get... Oh, all right, no, it was all right. about 110. Oh, my God. I didn't realize you had that many. Where did you keep them all? <laughs> I've, got a lot of, I've got a lot of shells. I'm actually going to consolidate them and open them all up, which is very sacrilegious. So I am very excited about the Cat Mario and Cat Peach amiibo that are going to come out to coincide with okay, uh, Super let, Mario Let's do it the other way. Let's do it the other way. I want you to guess how many I have. <laughs> oh, two. Lower. <laughs> one. Correct. Which one do you have? And it's, it's Marth. Marth, so I could uh, use it as a Smash Brothers Amiibo fighter. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I sent you the link when uh, Hero, given that you like to play as Hero, because uh, that's coming out at the end of the month. So yeah, these uh, these Amiibo, they're already on pre-order. I always recommend people to pre-order them because there's not always the stock on the day when they release. So this is also coming on the 12th of Feb 2021 to coincide with the Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury release. Uh, there's not much more to say than that. They're $45 Wait, Australian. Sorry, you've got... Yeah, $45. So is that each or is that is it a pack? Uh, in Australia, they're releasing as a, a dual pack and then other regions, okay. it's separate. So, I mean, that's about, like, the cost of... Amiibo now is about 22 bucks Australian. So, yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I'm like, wait, it's got to be the both of them. So, okay. It's interesting Thanks. because um, for a time, there was a bit of a discount if there was a dual pack. So, from memory, uh, Pearl and Marina, when they came out, I think it was like 36 bucks or something like that, $39. But, yeah, they're sort of getting... They're just basically double or triple or whatever. Um, and the dual Can packs ask, and quad what, packs, it's all random how that all works. What What is the point of Amiibos at this point? Other than, right, outside of, I like to collect these physical things and, and have them on display, which I understand. What is the point beyond that? Oh, like from my perspective, we- like it's 0% about, you know, extra features in the games or I almost never have used that functionality. Like I just like the way they look. I like collecting them. I like, you know, monitoring if I'm missing a couple, just like trying to jump on a good price for them. I don't know. It's just like, I, I it almost like feels it. like the kind of given up on that side of it, the actual toys to life side. Yeah. I know that there's probably still some of them. I know that if, you know, if it's another version of Mario, another version of Peach, then it will still act as a Mario probably in Smash or whatever, like they've done for previous ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it just feels like they've almost just completely given up on that side, or at least in the way they market them. Like they don't, whenever they announce them, or like, for instance, with Smash, it's like, oh, there's no Amiibo. Yeah, well, you know, and it's funny. It's just that. The whole series there's no started context with... given to people. Sorry, there's no context given to people who actually might not know what they're actually used for. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, I know. And they rarely talk about the functionality anymore. So, you know, the whole series started with um, Smash for Wii U and 3DS. And still to this day, that's the best functionality that you have in, in the Amiibo. Because the Amiibos for Smash, it like talks, it's, it's read and write, like it actually talks to your system and kind of writes data to the amiibo back and forth and things like that most implementations are just like you pop the amiibo on and you get like a special skin or you know an outfit or something like that i think a part of it was because they got a lot of pushback around breath of the wild and then also uh you remember samus returns when it came on 3ds the remake and there was some stuff that was like gated by the amiibo and they didn't make enough of them 
So people were getting really annoyed contacting Nintendo. And, you know, a lot of these things influence their decisions. I think they probably looked at it and sort of said, you know, it's not worth, you know, gating off the functionality for something that they don't even make in quantities for people to buy. Like there's still a lot of Amiibo I would want to get, but they just don't have them anymore. And I don't want to pay $150 or, you know, some Amiibo, it's like $400 now for a single Amiibo, which I'm not going to get, obviously. I'm not that crazy. It's just like Beanie Babies all over again. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, I'm very, like, sort of honest. Like, I'm not doing it from an investment collecting point of view or anything like that. I just like the way they look. And, you know, in the 90s, when we didn't have that much cash, the amount of games that I've played from Nintendo that I didn't buy at the time, you know, like, I feel like it's a pretty even trade now. I feel like they're probably on top. So <laughs> it's all sort of evened out. Uh, and then getting into, and and that wasn't even in the direct, but getting into uh, the direct, something that, you know, when I saw it initially, I was like, wow, what is this? Um, so this really took me by surprise. And I think took a lot of people by surprise at uh, the announcement of an augmented reality version of Mario Kart. So in the form of Mario Kart Live. And essentially you've got this toy, it's got a camera, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, about three inches long, I think. And you can place it in your home and use the Nintendo Switch as a controller for it and actually, you know, drive around your living room or your bedroom or your garage or whatever, and there's obstacles and you're actually kind of like playing Mario Kart on the Switch but also with your home. And, yeah, this this looks really cool. What, what did you think of it? Oh, this, this, is, this is really cool. And whether or not it ends up being actually, you know, fun to play or not, I think just the idea is cool. Um with obviously augmented reality is not a new thing uh, you know had the huge boom with pokemon go and it's kind of you know bubbled away a bit since then this to me is the next step you know it's not gonna be as big as something like pokemon go i don't think but it's i think it's the next step in how do you use this in you know an actual property um you know there's there's people out there testing augmented reality stuff you know doing theses and everything actually knew a guy that was doing a thesis on augmented reality oh really and <laughs> But it's like to actually to bring it to like a mass market retail product um, and in this cool way, I think is great. But you, you called it Mario Kart Live. So it's actually called Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, right? Mm. I, I think the name kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, it's a really like, bad name. It just, yeah, like Mario Kart Home Circuit or Mario Kart Live, just one of those two, you know, would have been fine. It, it It's almost like, you know, that... We're going to talk about gods and monsters soon, but it's like, it's, it's almost like the week of it's bad not, names. It's but, not um, on that level, let's be fair. No, 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 it's, it's not it's, on that level. Not to steal but, the thunder of that segment, but yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's a stupid it, name. It looks, it looks cool though. It like it, it, this is something I'm definitely not going to get myself, mm. but I could see anyone that has kids that, you know, and a lot of kids love Mario and a lot of kids love Mario Kart. And I think this is a perfect thing. Um, and it's coming out. It's almost. It's weird that it's coming out in October. It almost seems like this would be a perfect tie thing to release just before Christmas. Well, but I, that that is the window for Christmas, really. Generally, like from a, you know, if you want to have a hot toy, you want to probably release it in October because you've also got you know the lead up to Black Friday and all that kind of stuff. Like you, you pretty much want it in October so that if it's just crazy demand, you can get a lot more stock on the shelves before Christmas. And, and and just to, you know, go back to what you're saying, like my boy, he loves 
So he's like three. He loves, you know, cars and motorbikes and all this other kind of stuff. And I was actually looking to get, <clears throat> I was actually starting to do research on RC cars because I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get an RC car and, we'll, you know, kind of teach him a little bit and just have a bit of fun. And then this direct happened. And I'm like, well, I've got to get this for him, obviously. <laughs> so. <laughs> And then I, I'll reveal my hand a little bit because he saw it and he goes, because he knows Mario and Luigi. He actually knows the character names. And he's like, I want Luigi. And I'm like, I'm not getting Luigi. <laughs> Wait, why did he want Luigi? I'm just I thinking that animation. I, I, think, I think it was Mario Kart 8 trailer or something where Luigi's, you know, looking. It became a meme for Luigi's yeah, yeah, yeah. stare or whatever. Yeah, the it goes stare, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The death stare. <clears throat> No, I don't know. Like, I don't know why he wanted Luigi, but he wanted Luigi. I didn't get that one. <laughs> so I did uh, order this. Um, and I, look, it's honestly, like, I, I ordered it and then I thought, oh, I should have waited until it actually came out because I don't think it was sellout because I feel like this thing, if it doesn't work, you know what I mean? Like, if they haven't executed it perfectly, it's going to be really frustrating and kind of just annoying and not fun. So, like, you know, Nintendo generally makes pretty good things and they've really hyped this up. So you figure that it would be good. So we'll we'll see, I guess. And you definitely won't get it? No, because I I think you need, you need like, hardwood floors to get the most out of this, um, it looks like. So I definitely don't have hardwood floors, floors where I am. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it's probably fun with kids and stuff like that. And we should say, I don't know if we did, that uh, it supports four carts. So, I, you know, I kind of also wonder down the track if it is successful, if they start releasing other characters, because uh, it seems like it's only Mario and Luigi at this point. And just to be clear on that, it supports four carts, but each person would need to also be have their own Switch to yes. control it. Yeah, it's a very, very, very expensive uh, four-player RC game. <laughs> It'd be like six hundred Australian dollars, and that's accepting that you already have the switches. So once you add the switches to the mix, <laughs> it makes it thousands of dollars just to play this RC game. <laughs> I just, I just can picture in my head where you've got like you know maybe a brother and sister playing, and like one of them gets pissed off the other person, so they actually go and grab the cart and like you know throw it, take it off the. Cut take it off the track or something so it's like all lost and spinning around <laughs> i could just see that because you know the game the, it's got to know kind of where it, you know unless there's a way for it to correct itself i think it would probably just get lost at that point if i know I just, yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how see how it works because even just looking at it there's actually two bars there's like a almost like a mobile bar in this the top left and then there's like a fuel bar, which I'm guessing the fuel bar is like battery. I don't know. It, it, look, mm. you know, I'll check it out when when we get it and sort of do a mini review of it and sort of my my impressions of what I think of it. So, and and just uh, moving on to to me, like you know, I was quite shocked at this and, and very pumped. Uh, the Mario. 35th anniversary they decided to actually bring back game and watch and create a game and watch super mario brothers uh handheld so the game and watch is uh you know the original nintendo handheld and it was also um one of the game and watches i can't remember which one it was off the top of my head uh it was the origination of the d-pad which is pretty amazing when you think about it because the d-pad still is you know in use on pretty much any controller worth its salt to this day even with ps5 and xbox series x 
And what they've done is um, they've included Ball, which was the very first Game and Watch, but they've got Mario's head instead of you know the weird looking dude's head for Ball. It kind of kind of looks disturbing. I, I don't not, like it lie. personally. I wish that they just had the original Ball or it had an option that you could just switch it out. Um, and yeah, you can play through Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. And they said it's a liquid crystal display, like LCD display. So I do kind of wonder how how like you know maybe it's going to be a really low quality display. <laughs> It's going to be interesting um, and very, very limited production. So much so that in Australia, this has gone for pre-order and I don't believe it's gone for pre-order in America yet, just because um, it's still going through FCC approval. It's already sold out in Australia at every store you can get it from. Like they've already sold out all the pre-orders and it's coming November 13th, 2020. And in Australia, it's about 80 bucks. So you, know, you skipped skipped over the best part. Which was oh, the best no, part? Actually, oh well, the, the most important part is that you can put it on your nightstand as an alarm clock, right? That's well. That's what I'm hoping. No, you now, can. It, says, it because, does have an alarm. No, no. Wait, wait. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> no, that's what I'm hoping that it's good as an alarm clock because just because something has a clock doesn't mean it's suitable as a good alarm clock. Oh, yeah, so true. I've actually been through this before where. Something says, oh, it has a clock, but then if you try to put it to sleep, it just sometimes doesn't work. So what I'm hoping is that it actually is a good alarm clock because it'd just be neat. I actually need a new alarm clock. And I'm like, man, I hope this actually works well as an alarm clock. It seems stupid, but I've been I've been burnt before. I, I don't want my heart broken. <laughs> I've been burnt before. You know, to be fair, though, so they've had the like the alarm clock in these things since 81 in the game and watches like it is a good backup alarm clock because i don't have an alarm clock anymore outside of my phone and you know in the theoretical world where my phone doesn't go off or something like that it's like oh okay maybe i could always just set this as you know whatever time i need to wake up and see how that goes i couldn't imagine it being too loud though well that's what i'm thinking it I don't, I'm not expecting it to actually work well as an alarm clock. So I'm, it's kind of like, I just like the idea of it. So I, yeah, I definitely got myself one of these as well as um, the 3D All-Stars, but I'm hoping it is a good alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm actually, it's a really weird one. Like I'm the same as you. I got, you know, I feel pretty bad at the moment because I think I've ordered every single thing so far that's come out <laughs> and then that's it. There's nothing else that I can even order. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like with the game and watch, like, do you really think you'll play it that much? I'll probably play Lost Levels because I mm. can't think of like I if Lost Levels. I think is that on the Switch Online Ness yeah. app? Lost yeah. Levels, yeah, yeah, the original version. So the the yeah. one that came out in the Famicom, not with the updated graphics. Simply because I actually, I actually really like Lost Levels. It's, it's an really asshole of a game. Oh, I think it's I a real bad it, game. Yeah, as a kid. No, I'm not saying it's a good game. I just really liked it. Um, I just there's it. It's almost like the you know, it is the original troll levels in in Mario Maker because mm. there's times when you will take a warp pipe and it'll take you back to the start of the game. Yeah. And things like that. The I thing that it. pisses me off about it is the wind. Like, I was playing it, and then, like, randomly the wind will come. I don't think there's a way to predict when the wind will come. And you jump, and then the wind comes in, and you just can't make it. I'm like, oh, this is just this is just a bad game. Like, 
This is this is why we got a different Super Mario Brothers two. It's just not that good did, of a game. Did you ever complete it? Nah, God no. Really? Well, unless see, I cheated. I, see, that's why. That's why I think I have more appreciation because I've sort of seen the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the elitist perspective. You just are, need to are you saying through. I'm like that journalist that couldn't get through the uh, the the tutorial of Cuphead or something? <laughs> yeah, only slightly better. <laughs> well, I'm not a good gamer. I'm not a good gamer, but uh, that's fine. We need we need a, a balance on this panel. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it enough to want to actually play it longer. I probably got up to pretty deep in the game. I think like the equivalent of World 8 or whatever that is. I think it's still World 8 from memory. Um, but yeah, I just didn't think it was that good. But, you know, anyway, parking that, because uh, I do think we'll circle back with the, the Super Mario All-Stars on Switch. Um, yeah, like this is really cool. Maybe keep an eye out for it because it might, like in Australia, Australia at least, it might actually hit some of the stores, like the regular stores like Big W and Target and things like that. Um, so maybe have a hunt for it on the day it comes out. But I'm guessing it will sell very quickly. And then unfortunately, uh, I'll probably get scalped. Um, just cause you know, it's obviously a very, very limited run and I've been looking for a long time to pick up a game and watch. So I'm, I'm super happy that they've released this cause then you can just get, you know, an authentic one. It's not like one from back in the day, but it's still pretty cool. And moving on to one of the other somewhat surprising, uh, announcements, something that, you know, people have thought about a lot, I guess. Somewhat surprising. Well, I think it's very I mean, people, surprising. Well, okay. But. People, you know, we haven't even intro introed what it is. So this is uh, Super Mario 35. So it's a Battle Royale from the same people that developed Tetris 99 and the exact same concept where you do things in your your game, so of Super Mario Brothers, and it will send, you know, enemies to your opponents and people get knocked out until there's one person out of the 35 remaining. I just say that it wasn't that shocking just given that people have actually created this game. And, you know, they've had cease and desist from Nintendo. So people have already created their own battle, battle royales for uh, oh. Super Mario Brothers. I know that, but I think it's very surprising considering that, first of all, this wasn't in any of those leaks. And ah, second true, of all, true. for Nintendo to do this, you, you know, I would never have expected them to... Like Tetris, I think, is... You can almost do anything you want with Tetris because it's kind of this this property that is it's falling blocks you know so you can do a lot of stuff with that yeah they've been very careful i think with um, not careful but basically like to take mario and put it into something like this mini battle royale i actually wouldn't have expected nintendo to do this obviously i've seen the fan ones but that's why yeah. i thought it was very surprising yeah and it was really cool like it's it's certainly something i'll play and you know, it, it's coming to Nintendo Switch Online from the 1st of October, but just to so, talk about playing it, you would want to get onto it and play it because they're actually going to make this limited as well. And it's only playable until March 2021. One thing I'll just quickly say on that is they did sort of say that about Tetris 99. They said it's a limited game and then it's still available. Like they haven't taken it off yet. Um, so maybe they'll extend it depending on how popular it is. Or maybe they go and create like a cart version of this, which they've done with Tetris 99. I'm not sure. What, what did you think about the fact that it's limited? I, this this one being limited makes a lot more sense to me because it requires it relies on a big community of people playing it. Not yeah to say that there probably wouldn't be enough people, you know, 
still playing it at that point. But it's a free thing, so it's you know it's it's almost like a f- special event. So I understand that why this is limited as opposed to the limited digital versions of of 3D All Stars. Mm. Uh, honestly, I think this looks cool, but I don't think I'm probably going to enjoy trying it. Um, I didn't like Tetris 99 in any way at all. Oh, really? Um, huh. No, I I thought it was a horrible way to play Tetris, honestly. But also, <laughs> I didn't spend enough time with it to probably get the hang of it. The, what I don't like, I we've talked about this before, not on the podcast. I'm also not a fan. This is obviously not to do with Mario 35, but with Tetris, I don't like um, holding pieces in Tetris. Like I like the <laughs> traditional Tetris. And that's what um, also meant that I didn't like Tetris 99. So yeah. with this, I, I'm, I'll give it a shot and I'd love to be surprised and actually enjoying it. But I, I kind of when I'm playing a Murray game, I like kind of just focusing on what's happening, you know, in my, you know, in my screen and having to kind of like focus on attacking other people. I think it's probably just not going to be up my alley. But I love that that exists, and I really hope it's really fun for everyone. Yeah, and I think if you are going to play it, you want to play it at launch. Just given that we are a smaller market in Australia, I, I do think that this game is not going to have the same type of player base as Tetris has, where people. They just play Tetris for hours. Like, my wife does this. She loves Tetris. I just can't see people playing Super Mario Brothers 35 for hours and hours. You know what I mean? It feels like something you'd jump on for 10, 20 minutes at most, really, and then just jump off. So, you know, by virtue then, it just it's going to have a small player base. So I'm certainly going to try to jump on this early, try to get a, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner, and then at least I'll feel satisfied with that. Although, you know, how good people are at Mario and how bad I am at games, as you've pointed out, and shame me. Like, I do kind of get worried that I won't be able to win. <laughs> so we'll see. I haven't won at Tetris, <laughs> so I haven't played it that much. Um, I, yeah. I will say also, I was also a little surprised that, I know it's not far away, but it's um, it's available on October the 1st. Because from memory, didn't Tetris 99 almost like, when they announced it, it was almost like playable the next day or something like that. That's yeah. in my memory. It was like soon after, so it feels like out of everything, this would have been, and it's available right now, kind of game. So, yeah, but that's just a weird thing from in recent memory. You know, normally that wouldn't happen in the past with games. But. Yeah, and maybe we'll tackle it in the, the overall thoughts because I I do have some thoughts on that one. Just as you know, how they've planned this release, like this genuinely came out of nowhere. They didn't even warn and say, "Hey, there's going to be a direct." tomorrow or tonight or something like that it just they just dropped it and it was shadow drop literally and then it was like okay like everyone kind of get onto it and and just on that like the final thing that we wanted to call out because there are a lot of other announcements but the final thing a big piece of news is that the thing that did get launched uh, is uh, super mario brothers all-stars so the actual super nintendo game they've put on as part of uh, nintendo switch online which also to me you know how I was talking about, you know, maybe they'll bring on Mario 64 in a year or two onto Nintendo Switch Online. I feel like that sort of even makes me feel like even more that they might do something like that. Um, so again, this is, you know, the original, like, so this is the game where they've taken the Super Nintendo version where they've got Super Mario Brothers, Lost Levels, Mario 2, Mario 3, all NES, Famicom games. And then they've actually, like, this is one of the first re- remakes, really, isn't it? That I can think of. 
Yeah, not counting games that were ported to other systems and had to change their graphics for various reasons. Well, that's a port, um, though. This is not a port. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, not counting that. Um, mm. This is the first time that I think, yeah, we've seen like a, a classic game get a new cone of paint. That I can remember there's probably outlier examples. but mm. Yeah, and it's, one, it's certainly for me at least the biggest one that I can think of, um, like in terms of like being one of the first ones. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because we've experienced this really differently. I had all of these games on the NES, so Mar- not lost levels, obviously, cause that didn't come out in Australia, uh, at the time. So I had one, two and three and, you know, I, I, I have said this, that I think it's one of the best deals in gaming ever, the, you know, Mario all-stars, cause these games are just incredibly good, but you know, and, and this is not a hot take or anything, but. I just don't think these are good versions of the game, to be honest. Mario 2 is. Mario 2 is a great version. Um, the other two, not so much. Although I've mentioned before that I I do definitely, that's the first time I've properly played through Mario 3, so I have less of a, I have probably more connection to that version than, than you know, people that have, you know, played it pro- the proper way. But yeah. I think that is a great version of Mario 2. I really do think it is. It's not a bad version. It's... The thing I don't like is that they've changed the jump physics because Mario 1, 2, and 3 all have different jump physics, sort of just the way it feels and everything's different. And this, they've used, you know, Super Mario World, I think, as the basis for the movement um, and the acceleration and jumps and things like that. And it just, I don't know, it never felt right ever since I played it since I was a kid. And also just the way it looks, it just doesn't look as iconic to me. And like, even at the time I was just like, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. But it, to me, it didn't look like Super Mario World, which I thought looked awesome. And it didn't look as good for some reason as the original NES games personally. Um, so yeah, I've never really liked Super Mario All-Stars outside of it just being such an iconic compilation of games and probably, you know, up there with things like Orange Box and things like that as being some of the most iconic compilations of games. Well, yeah, I. That's I, you know, just to drill home my point. I think Mario Two is a much more improved version of the original in the All Stars collection. Um, that game always felt on the the NES version a little wonky, and I think the actual controls and just the graphics just way better in that version. I understand Mario One and Mario Three. Um, the originals are probably the best way, but I think Mario Two is the best way in All Stars. Myself, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I must admit, like, I've only played, I've played Mario and Mario 3 stacks of times. Even recently, I've played them through on Switch, like the NES versions of them. But Mario 2, I don't play as much. And even back in the day, I didn't beat it that many times. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I really can't even speak to that because I haven't played, uh, you know, the remake version in All-Stars or the original version too many times. Um, and, yeah, I probably played Lost Levels the most with All-Stars, because this was the first time, in Australia at least, you could play All-Stars, uh, sorry, Lost Levels. So I was always like, well, you know, what is this? And then, you know, you die almost at the start with the poison mushroom. It's just like, what is this? This is just crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it was like, I do like it from a troll perspective. I can, <laughs> yeah, certainly understand why people don't like this game. It's, so. it's crazy that it was actually the sequel in Japan. It's insane. I love it, it. It is really weird, like, when you think about it, you know. And 
you know, I've read a lot about, you know, uh, Miyamoto and Nintendo and sort of at the time and everything like that. And it actually had a big influence on the team. This game and Zelda 2 had a really, really big influence on Miyamoto and how he made games and just how they were received because neither one was really received that well. Um, and just, you know, his perspectives on those games and what should and shouldn't happen. Um, so, yeah, like, but it, it's really cool. So it's available now. You can jump into Nintendo Switch Online, the Super Nintendo app, and you can play uh, Super Mario All-Stars, which they're all really cool versions of it. Um, but obviously the original versions are already a part of uh, the subscription. And just moving into finally, just our overall thoughts. So, yeah, what did you think about the Direct overall? There hasn't been a Direct in a long, long time. Um, you know, like, do you think it was one of their better directs? What, what were your thoughts about it? A full direct in a long, long time. They've had those mini ones at least. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like they really count as like a full direct. It's not a hard and fast definition, I guess. Oh, it was it was awesome. What can I say? Um, we we knew that this stuff was coming, or at least you know I knew. You disputed it in the past, but well, that's a discussion <laughs> for another time. Hey, no, no, no. Um, I just said it might not come. Yeah. That was that was still a possibility. I, I remember that conversation very well. Not the not not exactly what we said, but the fact that we had that conversation. <laughs> but um, it's 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 great to have this finally out. Um, they were running out of time to mm. probably put this out. The the kind of the rumor around the the you know the industry is that this was likely you know meant to be part of the whatever E three was meant to happen, and it obviously they that didn't happen. So yeah, it's great to you know to not only have these announcements, but to get the the things we didn't expect, like the game and watch, um, and the I guess Mario thirty five. As much as you know, it's probably not my cup of tea. It's, it's great to have these cool little things come out. Um, it is a shame that. You know, everyone would have loved to to have a like a, a real nice remade version of Mario sixty four, but also may have lost its charm. If it, you know yeah, that game true. is in modern days is quite lacking, probably in some areas. Not so much the pure gameplay, but you know, outside of just maybe getting a a better score and like coin score, there's not a lot of replayability in that game and things like that. So I think a lot of people may have felt you know that it needed some extra stuff on top of that. So I think just going with the straight port was probably the, the smarter approach, but mm. yeah, I, I loved it. I'm so looking forward to playing through um, specifically sunshine and galaxy. Again. Yeah. Well, galaxy for the, first, for the first time. Yeah. Like I was super pumped. Like basically every single announcement, I was like, Whoa, what is this? Oh, whoa. Like with Mario Kart, I was like, huh? Is this like Mario Kart 9? What is this? Like, I was just like, holy moly, like what are they doing here? Um, yeah, like, and, you know, I think we've said this a lot of times. Like I'm not, you know, everyone's very like almost anxious that, hey, where's the direct? What's going on? It's like there's so many games in everyone's backlog to play that they haven't played. Like in a weird way, we all could do with like having a bit of a break from you know, triple A massive games that are coming out all the time, if that makes any sense, like to just catch up a little bit. Um, so I've been totally fine with, with the sort of lack of news on that front, but I, I just like, you know, I took a step back and I'm like, I feel like there's no, definitely no video game company that has the type of rich history that Nintendo has. But then at the same time, it's almost like no other company celebrates its history as well as Nintendo as well. 
like just you know the game and watch and all this kind of stuff it's like stuff they don't need to do and they're not gonna like make squillions off doing that but it's it just shows how much they love their own sort of you know history and celebrate it um and you know probably the one thing that i did think at the end of it because it's sort of like all of these events and there's a lot of events we didn't even cover like there's going to be you know splat fests that are mario related and some stuff in you know mario maker that they've got coming in that you know a lot of the announcements and dates sort of you know have a six month period from now and then you've of course got the 35th anniversary for zelda in feb next year and it feels like you know we haven't seen anything about skyward sword for a long time you know probably the only big ports that haven't come yet are the zelda hd remakes so my sense is yeah like in feb march you're gonna get a big zelda 35th anniversary uh direct and you know in a weird way that might even be bigger like if there's you know, I, I you know, I don't want to sort of already get to the next thing, but you know, if they did a remake of Ocarina of Time or something like that, I just think it'd be so cool. Um, so no, this is awesome. Like, you know, I think I've already said that I'm picking up almost every single thing or actually picking up every single thing that they announced. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I thought it was, yeah, really, really awesome. So that sort of, uh, concludes our thoughts on the Mario 35th anniversary direct. And, uh, yeah, I will say, Oh, there was part of me, this very ridiculous part of me that's like watching, thinking, man, I hope they announce Paper Mario for Smash. Come on. Come on. Oh, <laughs> see. There's like part of me like towards the end, I'm like, okay, they're not obviously, it has to be something Mario related, but I'm like, come on, please announce that. <laughs> that's actually, you know, you know what? Maybe they, like, maybe that's still coming, right? But maybe they didn't do it because... You know, I think you and I would be hyped if that happened. And just for everyone's, you know, information, like I think we're both got the second pass for Smash DLC. So, you know, it's not like we're, you know, not putting our money where our mouth is. And I'd be I'd be hyped if Paper Mario became part of the roster. But I think it would have a negative reaction for fans. I think people are wanting a third party character for whatever reason. Ah, um, screw them. Give us Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah, I think Actually, cool. Paper, Paper Mario has been requested for a long time. I think you'd probably see that most people would be happy with that. I think it would be mixed, dude. I think it would be mixed. I don't think it would be, yeah. like, all positive. Um, as opposed to, you know, if they bring in, like, Master Chief. Which, you know, by the way, if Master Chief has been put into Smash, because they've already decided all the characters, and now with the delay for Infinite, <laughs> it could be causing them dramas. Because I'm sure that they would have like been working towards a date for it, um, but no, I didn't even think about that. That's quite funny, actually, that you thought about. Hey, I want more. Give me, give me something, <laughs> something extra. So, no, really, really cool direct. So I really loved it, and really loved all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, so, moving on to smaller news, and I'll hand over to you for the the Ubisoft new IP, Gods and Monsters. Very cool title, Gods so- and Monsters. Yeah, Gods and Monsters, that title that, you know, that we all love. Actually, Gods and Monsters, not a great title in its own. But it's generic. It's generic, but it's not bad. Yeah. So, the basically, uh, Ubisoft's open world Greek mythology title, Gods and Monsters, was announced uh, a while back. And it's kind of, it's had a bit of a weird history. There was, it was a playable build. It was leaked on Stadia back a few months ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. And 
we all kind of knew, like the industry was basically saying, okay, you know, they, they're kind of not going to reboot the game, but they're kind of retooling a lot of stuff. Because even in that stadium footage, um, they there was a lot of elements that were just literally placeholder from Assassin's Creed and things like that. Because it is very much, it's almost like a, a family-friendly version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in many ways, because, you know, that was had a lot of Greek mythology tie-ins as well. But... Um, According to a, a listing on Microsoft's store, the title is now being rebranded as Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I got to say, <laughs> that is a horrible title. <laughs> and can can you just land the punch? Because Immortals, more, Immortals, not Immortal, Immortals Phoenix Rising is already just such a bad title. Like such a bad title. But how do you spell Phoenix? Phoenix is F E N Y X. Now, I what I could see them trying to do here is trying to, I guess, start a new IP series of IP, like a, a franchise, I guess, where it's potentially set in different mythological time periods, and it's immortal something else, right? But there's not even a colon to kind of or no. anything like that. It's just really weird, at, but. The thing, you know, to, to stray away from that that negativity, um, some of the new screenshots actually look really cool. And I'm actually really keen on this game because I love Greek mythology and I'm all for just a kind of a, a cool action-adventure title that's probably a bit more of a, yeah, like a fun version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, mm. And they're, they're going to... It's going to be re-revealed in um, Ubisoft's... Ubisoft Forward event that's coming up um, next week on the 10th of September. So I'm, I'm keen to see how it is. And yeah, I reckon it's, I'll probably give the game a shot when it comes out eventually. Yeah, no, it, yeah, so the Ubisoft will cover that in the next potty. Um, and I think they're going to talk about Watch Dogs Legion again, which, you know, we might not even oh, mention the, next week. <laughs> the grandma again? Let's, let's see if they have a new take on the grandma. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, we do we do tend to get a little bit meta with these things, but I'm almost really interested to see their reaction to everyone's reaction to seeing the trailer <laughs> and just to see if they then try to change gears again. Because I felt like people were like, oh, that was cool. Did you see the whole thing with the grandma when they did it the first time? And it was only very quickly. And then they just like doubled down on it and everyone's like, this is just lame. So I kind of wonder if they're now going the other way. <laughs> Or something, I don't know. Or the granny's dead straight away. No, no, you got to, you just got to, you got to keep going. You got to go all in, all in on the grandma. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I got two suggestions. So the first is the cover should be the grandma. They've updated the cover to be, <laughs> and it's not what is it? Watchdogs Legion. It's Watchdog Grandmas. <laughs> just get the fans <laughs> back into it. Another rebrand. <laughs> yeah, this this is a terrible name. I mean, this hasn't been officially confirmed, right? But it does seem. Like it's very much going to be the name because it's a very it's odd but. name if it was random. So yeah, it's all but whenever you've got Microsoft listing that yeah. stuff, you know that's essentially confirmed. This yeah. just hasn't been confirmed by them. Oh, I guess we'll we'll hear more about it next week and see how that goes. And looking into one of my favorite games of all time, Rocket League. Uh, so Rocket League's in a really weird spot right now. So. Uh, as I spoke about the other week, and you know, we'll, we'll touch back at the end of the show in the final segment, just around probably both of our thoughts about Rocket Pass, because I know that you've you had Rocket Pass one, and I had every other Rocket Pass since then. Um, you know, given that 
in and we don't know when they still have refused and i'm on the rocket league discord and they're getting to a point where they're saying if people keep asking the developers when is the free-to-play version launching we're going to start banning people on the discord (laughs) you know that they're getting quite sensitive about the due date because they did say it's september now it's like mid-september um can i ask why are people so like do they have nothing else going on in their life that they need I, to know that date? That's the most important thing going on. When does Rocket part of Rocket League go free to play? You just play Rocket League. You, it's not like the game shut down until that happens. Bloody I know, it, look, it's strange. Like these are people who have Rocket League. <laughs> so yeah, I, don't, exactly. I don't know. It's I think it's they want to get their mates into it or something like that. Um, well, I don't know. It doesn't I mean, really make sense. From the sounds of it, like it's probably more so the I reckon they're interested in new. I guess like. I guess the new rankings and and things like that, like the things that are coming along with it, but still, like, come on, just it'll be just play it when it's ready. Like, come on, just yeah. relax and, and look. Like, you know, we are very odd. I think compared to most most people out there, like, I think we're both quite patient. And you know, even if they said, "Hey, we're going to delay this indefinitely," it wouldn't bother me. I still play Rocket League. I think it's a fantastic game. It doesn't bother me at all. Whereas, yeah, some people just get very antsy when they don't know the answer. I- it's, I don't think I don't think we're the odd ones. I think we're probably okay. the majority. It's that outspoken, those outspoken, um, I guess, idiots. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of a well, better word, but idiots. Like to me, like they're the, they're the odd ones out. Um, it's just you don't hear about the normal people that are yes. like just find a wait for when something's been announced. You know? <laughs> the silent majority. The silent majority. Yes. Uh, no, no. I, okay, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's the minority of people that are causing a ruckus, but I think we're also on the other end of the scale of really not caring or really not pushing for it at all. Like for me, yeah, that's when it comes out, it's like, eh, I don't really care at all. Um, I mean, I haven't played Rocket League in months at this point, but uh, mm, yeah, for people that are deep into it um, and it's like their favorite game, they played every single night. I understand wanting to be being excited about it. Just, mm. I mean, it's it's not far off. It's not like it's going to be next year or something. So, mm. yeah, and just like some of the changes that they've already flagged, um, which I think is really exciting. So, one thing that kind of always annoyed me is there's because there's a big Rocket League competition in in real life, and then there's like tournaments online, uh, and then there's Rocket Pass, which is like their battle pass. And like they have the competitive seasons in in the game and they're actually starting to now go, okay, this is a bit of a mess. We're going to start putting everything onto the same timeline and just sort of the start and finish are all going to be the same. So this wasn't the way it worked. So you'd finish a competitive season, but you'd still be doing Rocket Pass or like even the recent Rocket Pass is finished, but the competitive season is still going on. (laughs) It's very weird. Uh, So they're going to bring it all together. And, uh, you know, it kind of annoys me why they're doing this, but I get it from a business point of view, they're actually resetting everything and calling it season one. And they've, they've kind of called out that anything you got in prior seasons, because it would literally say like season nine grand champion or things like that. They're going to put something in the game to market that it was like, it's like almost like before free to play and after free to play, <laughs> like it's going to be the sort of line in the sand. And part of that it's as like, well. It's like BC, BC. <laughs> it's like b b b yeah bf to p and we should call out like just a reminder to everyone psionics who's the san diego studio that made rocket league they've been bought out by epic so once this does go live you will not be able to buy rocket league on steam if you have it on steam you can still play it through steam 
but you can't buy it on Steam from, from that point on. Um, not that I know why, I don't know. I'm not like a crazy person with that kind of stuff. Like I have games on Epic, Steam, doesn't bother me that stuff. So I've obviously bought it on Steam. That's fine. And we all have like a rocket ID. It's really weird because I've got a rocket ID on my Steam account and then on my Switch and it's all going to get converted to Epic Friends um, and they're going to consolidate it all. So you can have cross-platform uh, progression both in like, you know, Rocket Pass or just the regular stuff that you're doing in the game, which are, which is really, really cool. Um, and they've kind of recognized, hey, there's going to be a bunch of new people coming on board. So they didn't want to just bump everyone up because the problem is they're going to have so many newcomers. They're going to be just like really easy to beat. They've actually sort of said, okay, we're going to have to introduce a new rank. And that rank is uh, Supersonic Legend, which is a bit of a homage to the first game that they released, Supersonic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars or whatever it was called. Um, <clears throat> and that's above Grand Champion now. And Grand Champion used to only be one level. It was just Grand Champion. Now it's Grand Champion 1, <clears throat> Grand Champion 2, Grand Champion 3. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of changes. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm like, again... You know, as uh, Swinney was uh, calling me out, not that good of a gamer. The highest I've ever gotten in Rocket League. Keep like- saying that. I was just saying specifically the lost levels. <laughs> um, the highest I think I've ever reached is like Diamond or something. So that's just below Champion. H- how about you, Swinney? I can't remember what level you got to. Oh, I don't know. Probably Gold, High Gold. Or okay, something like that. a couple of levels below me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the other cool thing is, this is really dope uh, that. If you're on PlayStation or Switch, so it's free to play, so you can get the game. And it's also, you don't need Nintendo Switch online. So for me, this is awesome because I'm going to be like hitting up some friends that I've been bugging about Rocket League for a while. And now that it's completely free, it's like, hey, why don't you jump in and and play it? Because you can just jump on and it's free. So that's really awesome. Uh, So yeah, I'm really pumped about these changes for Rocket League. Like I'm not a hater on this stuff. I think this is going to be awesome. I'm really glad there's going to be a hell of a lot more people playing the game. Um, and you know, you'll probably within six months, see a lot of the people that just have picked it up getting better than me. Cause I'm not very good at games. So is this going to get you back in the game at all, Swinney? No, no, it's, I, I love, I love Rocket League. This doesn't interest me either way, honestly. Uh, it's like what I just hope, what I hope it does is just doesn't stop the experience of just loading up and just jumping into a random game, you know, yeah. like I'm sure it won't. But I just hope that then I'm not hit over the head everywhere to buy the Rocket Pass because it's now free to play. I hope that they keep in mind that people purchase this game. So their their model of trying to advertise these Rocket Passes should probably still apply, you know, to people that have actually spent money on this game. It wasn't a free to play when we bought it, so Yeah, and we we actually have mentioned it before, but there is gonna be this whole thing about you know, if you have purchased the game before, and I think it's also, they're going to recognize it even if you downloaded it for free as part of PlayStation Plus when it first launched, that you're going to have a legacy status and there's going to be a bunch of free items that you get, you know, some skins and like special things that there's no other way to get them. Um, and they won't be available later in the game either. So just to kind of go, hey, you've, you know, you bought it and they're going to have like a special player title as well, which is like established. And then whatever year you first started playing Rocket League. Um, 
so yeah no it's 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 really cool like you know we both play a lot of smash and i feel like you know i don't know maybe some people can do it i don't have that much time to be honest anyway but i feel like with these kind of games you can only have like one or two at most of these style of games you know like valorant or league or you know rocket league or smash you know what i'm talking about like these type of multiplayer games don't feel like you can have like five on the go Oh, wait, I thought you were talking about free-to-play ones, and then you said Smash. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> online multiplayer games where it's, like, very heavy, like... It's almost like you're just playing the same thing over and over again. But that's kind of part of it. It's, like, that competitive part of it, you know? Yeah, I think... Well, depending on what kind of game you are as well and what you're... You know, if you've got a family, um, you know, obviously, assuming most... A lot of people are working full-time and things, so that's probably a, a common thread, um, except for the people that obviously, unfortunately... During the but, pandemic, let go. Maybe they've got more time to play free games. But, um, no, but I thought even people who have a lot of time just kind of get into one game, like Fortnite, Epic, you know, Destiny, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hear a lot about people playing like three or four of those type of games, like at the same but time. It, but it also depends what, are you limited just to console or PC? Because a whole bunch of people will also play like, the gacha games at the same time they might be play- actually doing that stuff while they're actually waiting in a lobby and things so okay. i guess depending on what, what kind of gamer you are like yeah it's all i know is i'm finished with this topic <laughs> <laughs> and i'll circle back at the end of the show there's a segment just to talk about rocket pass which is the battle pass for rocket league uh, and then moving on to the next segment which is about monster hunter world 4 over to you swinny what Monster Hunter World 4? You know, I knew that I'd do that. (laughs) Every time I say Monster World, I always think of Monster Hunter World. It's like so weird. Okay. So last week, my my favorite (laughs) news story that we covered Mm. was the announcement of a remake of Monster World 4, now I'm following you, um, called Wonder Boy Asher (laughs) in Monster World. And we knew that there was expected to be a trailer coming, because that was announced just before Gamescom and throughout the weekend they showed this trailer. And it's a 2.5 um, 3D game or whatever. Not 2.5D. <laughs> sorry, 2.5D. 2.5D game. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, it looks really rough. Like It looks very horrible. <laughs> it looks it's so bad. Just... And you're like thinking, okay, wait. <laughs> it looks so bad. Why, like... If the game was so so unfinished, first of all, why put this trailer out? But if that's actually what it's going to end up looking like on release, because this game is being released next year, like early next year. Q1, yeah, next year. Man, it just makes me think, you know, Simpsons, when you've got Ralph and they're like, pause the video, you can pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was Lisa. me watching this. This was me watching this trailer. I was like... <laughs> Like the biggest smile on my face, and then just, oh my god! Because the thing is, right? I don't think unless you have, unless you really do not like pixel graphics, two D pixel, then if compared, like if you show gameplay of the original uh, Mega Drive game and this one, I don't think anyone would say that the new one looks no, better, dude. Dude, so okay, two things. Number one. I was actually shocked, man. I feel like I'm broken as a person. I actually was watching this and I actually felt bad for you. Like, I didn't think, oh, this is funny because you were really looking forward to this. This is hilarious. I actually felt bad for you. I was like, oh, man, I'm bummed for Swinney, man. He's like 
pumped for this game. He was like looking forward to it. He's going to play it. And I'm like, this looks like dog shit. This game looks horrible. It looks like oh, it, looks- it, it looks like a fan project. That's like a bad fan project. <laughs> like that they've and- done for like half a year. And, you, and, and the second point is, if- just quickly, you said if they put footage, they put footage in the trailer side by side of the 2D game and then this game, and the 2D game looks so much better. <laughs> what are you yes. doing? You did that. You did, that's our own goal. It's like, what are you doing? Oh. If this, right. <laughs> if you've never played Monster World 4, which a lot of people wouldn't have, you will yeah. probably wouldn't know because it's not talked about a lot that it is a great game. So if the game still controls the exact same, it's still probably going to be a good game. It just looks like absolute crap. But it also looks like it doesn't play very well. <laughs> like just from looking at it, it doesn't look like it has like a good movement to the character oh, or anything. Yes. And then you just think, man, like what it could have been if the developers of um, the Dragon's Trap remake mm. or Monster, uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom had worked on this game, then you'd have this glorious like hand-drawn 2D art style with, you know, remake of this game that is probably, as I said before, is probably my favorite Mega Drive game that I've ever played. Mm. Man, I... It's, it's, it's odd. It's such it's a, baffling. What... Man, what what changed in that week? Like, it's like, oh my god! Like, highs and lows. I was so pumped for this. Like, I put together like you know to make sure we got the timeline of the games right yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then this dog shit trailer, <laughs> freaking Plunker Boy Asher in dog shit world is what it probably should. Be. <laughs> you you put more time in prepping last week than they have in this trailer. That's a bit harsh, but it's like this oh, is such man. an own goal. This trailer, like. You know, we were chatting about Suicide Squad last week, and I know that that's coming out in 2022, to be fair, but there's a lot of games that are coming out this year that we still don't have gameplay footage of. Just like, you know, trailers and just, you know, hype-building trailers. I don't know who's leading this team or the publisher. Like, surely, I don't know, man. My initial reaction when I saw this, I was like, wow, this looks, this is bad, dude. This is almost, like, so bad. It's like, is this a troll? Like, are they having people on? And then, like, a real trailer's coming out the next day or something. It's weird, man. Windscape Windscape looked better than this. And I already talked about how bad that game was. (laughs) Like, are you going to get this game? Like, it can't get much better than this. Surely it can't get that much better than this. No, I'll probably still actually play it. Yeah, because I love the original so much. It's almost out of like even if it's even if it turns out that it is actually not good, it uh, there's that morbid curiosity part, you know, me that'll be like, I need to experience this. But I, the, you know, how there's people, there's so many videos out there of people reacting to trailers and things. I haven't done it yet, but I want to watch trailer reactions to this oh, yeah. if there's anyone as because you just like it that moment where my heart break, I just want to see other people being like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, damn, I kind of wish what it looks that, like. <laughs> I wish that you filmed the reaction <laughs> video to it. <laughs> it would have been way more entertaining than the actual, <laughs> the actual game uh, and the trailer. It, it's just, yeah, it's very strange, man. Like, cause we, we did speak about it last week, not the reaction, but you know, it, like they've made so many good remakes recently in this in this kind of bigger uh, series, 
And this is just like, you know, those remakes are like almost 10 out of 10 remakes. Man, I just and, and this is just such a fail, choice. like from what I've seen so far. And it, it looks so worse. Much, okay, this... okay. Do you remember this Bloodstained? It looks worse than the Switch version of Bloodstained when that launched. But this is oh, like well, I don't know. I don't know what that looked like, but I'm oh, going to bad. assume it looked way that better was... than this. No, that was pretty bad, dude. <laughs> like they had to issue refunds for people. It was so bad, but this looks worse than that. And this is kind of advertising the best version of the game, theoretically. It looks like they're advertising the worst version of the game, like the mobile version of it or something. It's very odd, It seriously man. looks like... And it's not that it just looks bad. It looks like it could have... It was made in, like, early 2000s. Yeah, like, it's The actual weird. textures are, like, just... Like, the brick textures are just flat bricks that look like they were, you know, out of Quake, almost. Quake <laughs> looks better than this game. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's really weird because, like, again, I can't get over the fact that they show the original game to the left and this remake, and the original game just looks so much better. And you can actually see the animation. The animation in the original is just, it's good, you know? It's, like, fluid. It has dynamism. Yeah. And, and the animation in this is just so wooden. It's it's just like they've they've taken a leg and they've got another keyframe and there's just like, just averaged it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like the leg is going to move into that position on a on a sort of you know monotonic scale. It's just do, 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 done. It's just weird. Oh, strange! I can't believe you're going to get I'm, this game. You're not going to buy it, are you? Seriously? No. Well, I'll see. I'll wait to see kind of how the game progresses because it may, they may fix stuff up based on the reception. But, um, but it can't. It can't be I, good. This game is doomed now. It, it can be average at the, best. The original game was still so good that. I'm still interested in trying it out. I get that, though. Actually, like, you know, if you took one of my favorite games of all time, maybe my favorite game, Super Metroid, and you made a... Like, you got these people to make a remake for Super Metroid. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, oh, my... Imagine the backlash. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to say, like, maybe it's still a good game. Like, it's super wooden. But, you know, Metroid, just the game. And, you know, this game's a bit like it as well. Like, the map and everything in it and how it builds up. It's kind of half of the charm of the game. So, yeah, I'm actually now fascinated. I, I, I'm almost willing to chip in to help get you this game, <laughs> just to like, get your reaction for it. Just just imagine this. You're the developer and you, you know, you pitch yourself to often publishers and things based on the previous work you've done. Imagine a publisher seeing a developer's work or their pitch deck or their portfolio or whatever, that they've remade this game that looks like gorgeous 2D, you know, classic <laughs> pixel art yeah. to this monstrous, horrible, three, outdated 3D. Like, I can't think of anything worse that a publisher would look at seeing kind of what you've done there. And I really hope they turn this around. Like, I really yeah. I really hope that they go, you know, this is already a very niche remake. And when the people that are, you know, your true target audience are just shitting all over it, surely you're going to have to stop and think and go, wait, we need to do something about this. So I, I hope they turn it around. They haven't got that long to do it, but you never know. Maybe they could even say, we're going to retool this and, and they'll delay. But yeah, it's so bad. Or, it's so bad. or maybe make a remake of, of the game and then have an even more obscure title <laughs> for it. What, a, yeah, look, what, I don't want to shit the remake. Yeah, I don't want to shit all over the developers because, like, 
you know, oftentimes it's like they don't have enough budget or time or, you know, maybe they're looking at it and going, geez, like this is not like to the level that they're even happy with. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm going to shit all over them because you, anybody, <laughs> like if you're the head head of this studio, why would you why would you give your okay for this trailer footage to be That's That's released? the part that doesn't make sense to me. Like unless they're sort of like, you know, because this does happen in business where people go, you know what, this is going to like blow up. If we if we put this out, but I don't think this game has enough of a following that people will actually blow up about it. Like you're probably I mean, one they, of the biggest people on the internet that's blowing up on. <laughs> these, I mean these these developers, Studio Art Dink or Art Dink, they've been around since late eighties, right? So they're not new to this, and they're most famous for the A Train simulation games, right? Mm. But I mean, just looking, they've worked on a lot of titles. You know, a lot of them uh, seem to be ports and things, but they've worked on a lot of games and a lot of games that I recognize that look way better than this game. So I just don't understand what's happened here. I really don't understand. It's like it's like they gave the wrong footage to the, the marketing <laughs> person to put this bloody trailer together. <laughs> like the thing that just baffles me from the start and it, you see it straight away is the walk cycle is so bad. Like the initial walk cycle, it's like the first thing that you want to get right in a game like this. And it just looks so wooden and clunky and very like, you know, 90s or like worse than 90s. Like, I don't know. Like I was watching that and going, actually, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like 64, you know, when PlayStation Hmm. 64, when the first game started coming out in 3D and they didn't know how to like animate it as well as they do now, obviously. And it looks very like wooden and weird. Like that's what it looks like to me. It's just like, oh god, this is this is rough. Like from the first moment you see it, so oh god, this is. I'm worried about this game. I think it's doomed. <laughs> so yeah, it's coming out uh, early next year. So I guess we'll see how it goes when you play it through and beat it. Maybe <laughs> one of the few people that reviews it online. Uh, and then moving to another uh, game that we spoke about last week. So Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. So. We did sort of give a PSA last week saying, don't buy this game if you're in Australia or New Zealand. And it seems like Square Enix agrees with us. <laughs> so they actually issued a statement on Twitter and I won't read through it all, but basically they've just said that, um, you know, they've sort of heard people give the feedback around the game and the issues that the game has, that they're investigating it. And in the interim, they're actually suspending the sale of the game until they update it. So... Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, and I guess part of it as well is Australia has very strong consumer laws. Um, so I think like this game, you could easily get a refund, even if you bought it digitally in Australia, because effectively it doesn't work. It's core functionality of being an online co-op game. So yeah, no, I, I got interesting. I, I got to say, obviously it was horrible for them to have not kind of, it was probably an oversight more than, you know, them or maybe just not actually being able to test what someone's experience is like in this, in Australia actually te- attempting to connect to these servers. Maybe mm. they just have the ability to even test that. But I good on them at least for taking it down until they can resolve. Yeah, it. you know whether it means it'll ever actually get put up again or not. <laughs> that's always. I've actually um, run into that before where games are being taken down from sale because of like copyright issues with licensed music and yeah. like. A, a, a month after they were put up and they never came back down. So there's literally, for instance, RPGs on the three uh, Xbox One that I can never actually even play because they've just been taken down. But it's, it's good on them for at least 
doing that. So it's not going to, you know, hurt more people on that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just like the thing that annoys me is that the technology around distributing, you know, a server and then instantiating servers, um, you know, like in different regions, it's so streamlined these days. Like to a point where, you know, even our website for bigwigpod.com, so Bigwig and Gaming's website, I've set it up. And this is just an individual. I've set it up so that basically it has a, a, a CDN, so a content distribution network across the entire world. So if you're in like Europe, you'll get a version of our website that's from a European server. So it's like our website is like so quick, right? I'm just one guy doing that. Like it is not hard for these companies to set up reasonable servers in major areas. And, you know, for me, it's like at least, you know, Southeast Asia, you have to have something. And then, you know, you've got Asia, Europe, and in America, North America. And they're the main sort of regions that will have most activity. Like it just, it annoys me when, you know, people were going really crazy about this with Fortnite because Fortnite didn't have good servers in Southeast Asia for a long period of time. To the point where people were like protesting, going nuts about it. So it's just strange to me that this is still a problem. But I agree. I'm glad that they finally listened. There's a lot of times where Square Enix hasn't done this with online games. Um, and I, though I do think that they will never get around to fixing it. <laughs> so, like, I think the smart money would be uh, get a refund on this game rather than just keep it on there as a kind of like a interesting kind of token that you have on there. Because I don't reckon they're going to fix it personally. Um, yeah, unless, unless you want to play it local co-op. Oh, wait, you can't. And, and that's kind of the thing, right? It's like the fact that they made a decision about that and then what, they're going to go off and do a bunch of work to get it working in Australia and New Zealand? Like, I mean, it's only 2% of the world's kind of economic activity, Australia and New Zealand. It's not worth it. So, I mean, they should have done it from the start, let's be clear, but like it's not that big of a deal for them. So I just... Yeah, I mean, they, they could just... Thing. They could just have a go to um, like one the an, an Asia server, um, and that may be sufficient. So it depends on what other servers have got available. They just probably, as you said, they've lumped us in with the power regions and just kind of it's just so that, dumb. But, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's actually the worst region that we can be linked to. You know, just done doing a lot of testing and these kind of things because um, it's literally on the other side of the world for us. So yeah, and there's a lot of things crossing in to go to Europe from an internet point of view. So yeah, it's the worst region that we could get linked into. But um, yeah, no, uh, like, like you said, it's good that they've responded and, you know, I guess we'll just see eventually if they ever bring it back and, you know, even let's dream that they bring local co-op and, uh, you know, sort of change their mind on that, given how critical it is to that game. And, and let's get into my favorite segment, the bargain bin. And I'll kick it off with uh, Epic Game Store. It's always they're always giving at the Epic Game Store on a weekly basis. Uh, so Into the Breach is this week's free game. I already had it. it; was part of one of the promotions previously. I think I've missed out on one single game on Epic, which is Shadow Complex Remastered, which is one game I definitely want to play and get. Uh, and then I'll just call out because I always get uh, attacked for bringing this up, but. Uh, the game three out of 10. So it's an episodic game. There's five episodes total. They're all free at the moment. So you can just jump on and sort of, you know, download them into your inventory. And next week but, will be Railway Empire. And then... Sorry, I got I to gotta talk about that game again. Sorry. <laughs> okay, go on. And then go you on. get to next week. 
So this is the eighth episode of the Big Quick Podcast. <laughs> I wonder how how many of our episodes we've actually mentioned that three out of ten game. Has it actually been half of them at this point? Oh, I can tell you. We mentioned it for episode, for episode one. No, not episode, but I'm saying episode of three out of ten. One, two, three. And then you you made the comment, why do I keep on talking about this game? <laughs> so then I decided to pull it together because I knew there's only going to be five. So half of our podcasts, we've talked about this game, three out of ten, that we have no interest in playing. <laughs> and well, I actually I'm checked in- the reviews on it <laughs> just because I was like, is this a good game? Because then I can use that against you and it wasn't a good game. <laughs> so I was like, shit, I'll bury that then. <laughs> I won't even mention it. <laughs> well, I hope there's some people out there enjoying their free three out of ten. Well, that has been downloaded, uh, I think it was like two to three million times. Three out of ten. So there you go. Um, and then finally, yeah, next week's games, Railway Empire and Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. So that, that covers us for Epic. I, I should say, actually, uh, and I didn't put this in the show notes, so I'm doing this live. So with Ubisoft, uh, up to, it's I think, Tuesday next week. So you'd need to jump on this quick. So there's two games that are free at the moment. Uh, the, 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 the first one, the easiest to get is if you have Uplay on your PC, you can get The Division for free. And then it's not too hard to find this. Uh, we probably won't include how to do it. Um, but if you Google Far Cry 3, you can actually get Far Cry 3 for free as well on PC on Uplay. Basically, it's free in the Chinese region and it's actually very easy to log into Uplay and just kind of like download it for free. Uh, so I've got that as well. So if you're so, going to play Far Cry 3, uh, it's pretty easy to do that as well. So that means you can get free Far Cry 3 and free 3 out of 10. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, you can indeed. Nice, nice little alliteration there. Excellent. <laughs> so on to, I guess, some. I went through the Switch and the PlayStation stores and kind of just picked out some highlights of the sales we've got going on because it feels like we haven't talked a lot about... Um, specifically PlayStation as well in the last couple of weeks. But uh, on the Switch, um, there's some highlights for me is that Donut County, that fun uh, puzzle game where you're, I think you're a raccoon controlling a hole that's 70% off at the moment. Ashen, which is a really, really cool game. It's 50% off. I actually uh, used to work with the narrative designer of Ashen and just kind of, you know, got a real cool insight into um, how that game's story is put together. So wait, wait, really, really wait, cool wait, What do you mean? I've got to interrupt here. You used to work with the narrative designer of this game? Yes, correct. Oh, that's sick. That's what I said. That's yeah, really no, cool. I... yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh. sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> it's kind of an that's interesting no... thing. All right, let me actually explain. So I, I, this person had been working at my, my old work for a while, right? And um, we were on our Christmas party, like, bus trip. We're going to, like, Yarra, Yarra Valley here in, in Victoria for, you know, a Christmas party. And I just heard her telling someone else, I oh, have you heard of Ashen? Uh, yeah, I worked on that game. Um, you know, I was the narrative lead designer. And I'm like, I, like my head probably flipped around like a triple take. Like, what? You know? Like <laughs> suddenly like that point. Just yeah. Because <laughs> the person she was talking to is a great guy, but he had no idea what she was talking about. I'm like, I got to get on <laughs> this conversation. To be fair, Ashen so, is not like that well known of a game, even if you're into gaming. Uh, Ashen, no, it got a lot of buzz when it came out. It was a big... <laughs> No, no, no joke, because it was very well featured on uh, E3 presentations and Xbox and stuff. So it actually, when, before it came out, it actually had a lot of um, press about it. So it's not like some small indie title. We need a bigger audience for for no other reason than we can can, uh, use them 
as uh, fodder against each other. <laughs> so then I can put polls up. Ashen, is that a game that most people know, yes or no? <laughs> At, no, Ashen, Ashen got a lot of buzz around the time. But okay, I, okay. but what I'll admit, I'll 100% admit that once it came out, I think it kind of people had forgotten about it by that point. But yeah. before it was, it was actually pretty well hyped game. Um, and it's, yeah. Anyway, that's okay, that's, that's pretty 50% cool. Off. Narrative um, designer. Okay, that's real. That's pretty cool. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch, which I've played through, which is a really really cool. Mm. Um, I guess uh, I wouldn't call it walking simulator. It's kind of that does it a big disjustice uh, or injustice or whatever I should say. Disservice. Um, disservice. I <laughs> combined injustice and disservice to disjustice. That's great. Um, so that's sixty percent off at the moment. Uh, South Park Fractured But Whole, the sequel. Oh, so good. Um, is seventy five percent off. That is awesome as well. I do you, remember, got do you remember when I didn't know the pun of that name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for it's, such a long time until I read it out to you, and I was like, "Oh, now I get it." Yeah. Um, and I anime here. It's Anima Gate of Memories uh, Arcane Edition is sixty percent off. So I actually really like the anima games. There's uh, Nameless Chronicles, and I think. And uh, the the sequel to it, which I can't remember the exact name now. They're really really cool action RPGs. So I think they're they they kind of came, you know nobody you talk about games that not pe- many people know about. The anime games are that. So really really cool. So some other highlights from uh, the Central Pick sale um, for PlayStation. Um, so up until September sixteenth, apparently these. So first is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, seventy percent off. Anyone that like has any like that likes RPGs in any way, play Tales of Vesperia. It is probably mm. the probably the, the second best uh, JRPG I've ever played. So really, it is uh, wow. Easily, um, I really? love Tales of Vesperia. Huh. Oh yeah, no joke. It's one of my top ten games of all time. Wow, I didn't game. know that. Huh. Okay, um, so. I yeah anyone that um you know it's it's on all platforms now and so pick it up uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey seventy five percent off which is great because that game is so long and has so much content that that's that's really good value. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is eighty five percent off, so it's a huge discount. Isn't it pronounced Fighters? Ah uh, yeah, I say Fighter Z because I don't want to okay. say Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I pronounce it Fighter Z because I don't want to pronounce it the way that they wanted yeah. to, me to. <laughs> it's an arc system fighting game, Marvel style. Um, yeah, yeah. Sleeping That's Dogs, cool. which is awesome, is 85% off. And I also noticed when I was on the PlayStation Store that the Anime Girls Dynamic Themes Bundle 1 is 33% off, which means it's 9 bucks. <laughs> Terrible. I just, I just, I just saw the it. anime thing and I could see what's in your head in our notes. Anime Girls and then Anime Gates, Gate of Memories. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the Anime Girls before I wrote the Anime Gate of Memories. So you had you Anime go. Girls on your mind? I just oh, love like, that buying those like weird themes is still a thing on the PlayStation Store. Like That was a thing on the 360 uh, store for a while, but that's gone, gone oh, now. Okay. I, just, I just love that it's still like in the PlayStation world, these weird themes. So Yeah, I, I hate having to buy themes. It just bothers me. So I do add them when they're free, though. Well, what's what's cool about Xbox One these days is, unless they've changed it recently, any achievement that you unlock comes with a graphic, and you can set that as your background in Xbox. Okay. So essentially, any Xbox cool. One achievement I've unlocked, I can go through in a physical background and set it that. Nice. Um, 
talking talking about Xbox, uh, eight more games have been added to Game Pass. Um, some available now. So the ones available now are Jackbox Party Pack Four. Um, it's the only one I haven't played, but it has got Fibbage in it, or at least a version of Fibbage. So that's in the other ones as well. So that's awesome value um, for if, you know being stuck at home with with uh, family and that um, being in Game Pass. Tell me why Chapter Two um, is, uh, is is available now on Xbox and PC. Uh, Toho Lunar Nights is available on Xbox and PC as well, and World War Z is now available just on PC. Coming on September the eighth is Star Renegades, which is on PC. That's actually pretty cool. I'm actually going to play that. It's a like a turn based RPG, um, and it's the the interesting part of this. We talked about it before. Some of these games on PC have achievement lists and some don't, so that actually does have one. So I'm definitely going to check that out because you know I'm, I'm compulsive. But uh, it <laughs> does look really pretty compulsive. cool. It does look pretty cool anyway. Um, <laughs> coming on September the 10th, the third and last chapter of Tell Me Why, apparently, or at least for season one, uh, is, is available on Xbox and PC. On that note, I didn't get around to it this week. I'm probably going to play through the first chapter of Tell Me Why and maybe I'll just kind of talk about it on next week's show and just give my thoughts about that. Um, also on September 10th, uh, really cool is Disgaea 4 or Disgaea, I should say, um, complete plus on PC that does not have achievements. So I'll check it out, but I'm, if I don't like it, I'll probably stick with it. And lastly, on the 15th, Hotshot Racing is available on PC Game Pass. But just as some games are being added, some are being removed as, you know, the cycle goes on. So three games are leaving. Um, we're not sure the dates yet, but, some have said that it's probably going to be on the 15th of September, so jump onto these right away if you want to play them. First is a big one, Batman Arkham Knight for Xbox. Then we've got Jump Force for Xbox. So we talked about Jump Force last week with the, I guess, deluxe edition that they announced for the Switch. So the original Jump Force is leaving Game Pass on Xbox. And Gonna, uh, which I don't know nothing about, is available, uh, leaving Xbox and PC Game Pass. And yeah. just a quick PSA. So Indivisible, which is an awesome uh, RPG from Lab Zero Games, uh, the makers of Skullgirls, both Indivisible is available on uh, PC and uh, Xbox in Game Pass at the moment. However, this week there was news that they've essentially, they're essentially shutting down because they've let go of all their staff after all these no. problems um, that I'm not going to get into that's kind of re- involving, I guess, the founder or the head of the studio. So the fact that those games are in Game Pass, I'd say, and well, that game, the both versions, if you're interested in playing Divisible, I'd probably jump onto it now because we don't know what's going to happen to that game. Could just Indivisible is actually, yeah, Indivisible. Well, it's more the it's more the problem of what happens after it leaves Game Pass. Will it still remain up for sale, or how long, or whatever? Mm. Um, Indivisible is actually a really, really good game. So it's not just a PSA about some random game. It's a PSA about a game that potentially could be at risk if the if the developer shuts down so mm. yeah and it's oh. a shame about batman arkham knight just given all the rocksteady and uh, wb uh montreal announcements because the like you know and dumb question but i mean the way it would work right is if you're almost at the end of the game or like you're like hey maybe i'll go play arkham knight you know all these announcements kind of made me think about the game if you're almost near the end or halfway through, once it hits that date, whenever it is, say 15th of September, it just disappears, right? Like you can't play it. It just shows up saying that you don't, you essentially don't have, you don't own the game. So, um, I mean, but that's just the nature of, it's a subscription service, you know? So, yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, great. And uh, we'll move into the final segment of today. And it's really just, uh, you know, my my thoughts on Rocket Pass. Because, you know, we did speak about this the other week and just how I was sort of frantically trying to get through all the challenges for Rocket Pass 6. So just the context is, I think you had Rocket Pass 1, which is a bit rough, the way that they all structured it. And I, from memory, you didn't really like the way that they structured it. And they did respond and change how difficult or how easy it was to sort of get through all the challenges and, you know, get the keys back and all that, that kind of stuff. And I've was, joined... I'll just yeah, on. say on that front, yeah, it was just... I don't know exactly what it turned out to be, but it felt like I was having to play at least 10 games a night to kind of, you know, to potentially get to the end of it, which is honestly absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it look, so the timing of when you did it was crazy. And essentially it was like halved to about a third from that rocket pass onwards in terms of what you needed to do to complete everything. And again, just, you know, I like, I guess not everyone would be across it, but often with these battle pass, the way that they structure them is, you know, you pay a certain amount of money to get the BS, you know, currency that they've created in game. So in this case, keys. So it's 10 keys, $10 Australian thereabouts to get rocket pass and if you complete enough of the challenges, you actually get 10 keys back. So you can kind of, you know, roll them over. And that's what I've been doing since Rocket Pass 2. So Rocket Pass 2, 3, 4, 5. And then, you know, life got a lot busier. Rocket Pass 6, um, you know, it, it was the longest Rocket Pass. It's probably the easiest one to get. So I probably only needed to play like one game a night. And I would have easily gotten it all. Um, and as I said the other week, I was kind of frantically trying to get through it. And I got, I don't know six or seven keys or whatever. And I probably could easily get more keys just by selling stuff. Um, and then the rocket pass ended as they said it would. And yeah, I've got no rocket pass and I didn't get all the keys back. So I'd have to basically dip in again to get rocket pass. And, you know, for me, just the context, you know, I've played rocket league. You got me into rocket league actually. So I should thank you. I, I just checked how long I played it in steam. And then I know how much I'll played it in switch. So it's 600 hours that I played this game. So I was kind of That's surprised. Crazy. I was like, well, okay, I'm fully into this game <laughs> and I'm not that good at it or anything like that. I just really, really enjoy how pure and technical and fair in a way the game is. Like for me, I can't really even think of a game that's kind of fairer. It, it, you know, everyone relatively has the same type of equipment or you can easily just choose the equipment that they have. And it's just your skill and strategy. And I think that's the thing I like about it most. I normally play threes and then a lot of twos as well. Um, and I'm certainly better on the strategy side. My technical skill, like mechanics, are, are so bad that I actually had to turn off team chat because people would just blast me. Like, they're like, how are you at, like, diamond level? This is insane. You're so bad at this game. And it's because, like, there's an open shot and I'll, like, miss it. Because I'm just not that good at the game from a technical point of view, if that makes any sense. I'm just like, I can think about the game and like where I should put myself and, you know, what the other team's doing and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really, really, really cool game. Um, and, you know, I, I actually played a few games after the Rocket Pass has ended. So the Rocket Pass, you know, there's a bunch of challenges. You have to jump into different modes, wear different skins and outfits and toppers and all this kind of stuff. And you know, I was playing it and I won't play a clip from, from uh, this band because they're like the most, 
copyright uh, striking band in existence. But you know, you know, I I played a few games and I, I instantly thought about the Queen song, and I was just like, I want to be free because, <laughs> like, I, I break played free, the, break free. You know, I want to break free. <laughs> I, I I I played a few games, and I was like, man, I'm I'm enjoying this game so much more without Rocket Pass. And it made me realize, like, because I haven't been playing Rocket League as much, and part of it is, yeah, my life's super busy, but the other part is we're playing Smash a lot, Smash Ultimate. But I was actually realizing the Rocket Pass is actually really just kind of annoying me, if anything, because I do get, like, very perfectionist slash completionist mentality. And I found myself playing a lot of modes that I don't ever choose to play. Like, I really don't like Rumble at all, that extra mode where it's, you know, you have powers and things like that and it randomizes it. Like, do not enjoy that at all. I really like, you know, Snow Day, Hoops, not too much, but a bit. And then, um, uh, what's the other one? Drop Shot. Like, I don't mind those ones, I, but I don't I like normally want to play Drop those. Drop Shot's fun. Yeah, Drop Shot's really good. Um, so I don't mind them, but... I generally don't want to play them that often, but with the rocket pass, it's like, you know, play this many games in this mode or get this many MVPs. And I sort of just found myself like, like I had to actually, you know, play those modes night after night to actually get through. Cause you know, not that I needed to, but I, I felt compelled to, because it's like, Oh, I won't progress through unless I do this. And then, yeah, like, so once the rocket pass ended and I was like, and because I'm so frugal, I was going to say cheap, I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay more money for this. This is crazy. I actually was like, oh, I'm not going to get Rocket Pass then. And I actually felt more compelled to play the game. Like, I've actually been dipping in the game a lot more recently because I was actually like, you know, oh, hey, I want to jump in and, you know, just play a few games. But before I was like, oh, it felt almost like a job, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. It At some point when it starts to feel like a chore just because you need to hit some arbitrary kind of you know goals mm. uh, you got to think what are you playing this game for and i'm of course you know a, a, a good case study to look at for playing games or doing things um for reasons other than just for fun like you know we've, yeah. we've gone into my achievement kind of stuff and there's times when you know i had to also step back when I was doing that for every game and I was doing, yeah. you know, boosting sessions and I'm thinking, why am I doing this? I'm not enjoying, like, there's parts where it's fun, but then you're like, I don't care about completing the random multiplayer mode of, of some James Bond game just because I I'm, I'm feel the need, the compulsive need to tick this off and complete it. And I did have that moment. And I think it's kind of similar where as soon as you step away and you make the decision to, look, I don't care anymore about that. Um, Now, of course, I still care about RPGs, but I, when I stopped for doing it for everything, it was the same. It was almost, it was cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the funniest part of it all was I actually looked back because I've got so many items because I've had, you know, Rocket Pass 2 to all the way to Rocket Pass 6 and, completed all the two to five ones and most of the six i actually don't even like the decals the toppers all the stuff that i got through the rocker pass the funny thing is you know the i I have a pretty vanilla car like i just have an octane you know i have like this pearlescent you know metallic finish 
And the weird thing is like the goal explosion that I have is not even from Rocket Pass. It's actually because I have an Amazon Prime subscription and they give benefits for that. And the one weird benefit was this like tactical nuke explosion and it just looks insane and people haven't seen it very much. So I was like, you know, I've got this thing and I don't even use it and I don't even like it. And it's actually negatively impacting the game that I love so much. And this whole thing of like not getting through it, and I, I honestly reckon a big part of the reason why I stopped playing Rocket League because I felt like it was a chore. I was like, I was so compelled to complete it and I wasn't enjoying the game anymore. And now that I'm just like mentally gone, I'm done with that. And, you know, yes, they've introduced a hell of a lot of changes like in Rocket Pass or whenever they release Rocket Pass 7, they've already said that they're changing a bunch of stuff. I'm just not interested in it. I'm kind of just going, nah, like that's it. Like I'm playing the game, just the vanilla version of the game. And I get to play my competitive like twos and threes. And yeah, I'm kind of pumped for it actually. Like it's, it's kind of renewed my love for the game, like getting past Rocket Pass. And to be perfectly honest, it's not like I spent a lot of money in it. I'm happy to give money to Psionics, but I'm kind of like thinking, I kind of not regret, but I just didn't need Rocket Pass from the start. Yeah, I find it interesting because... I'm in two minds about the whole battle pass thing because it's essentially a battle pass. Um, mm. Where we were in the world where you had random loot boxes and that was essentially the monetization strategy for free-to-play games and some re- full retail games. And <laughs> now that's moved towards um, whether or not it's because of, you know, consumer backlash or industry backlash or both. Um, and obviously, Well, I think you know, the threat of regulation, that's real. Yeah. Definitely, and it's kind of now we've moved towards this this new battle pass model for a lot of these games. Um, but then, yeah, like I definitely think it's it's an improvement, especially when you start talking about you know the the predatory, um, I guess, concept of loot box random loot boxes in general. And I mean that stuff still exists in like the FIFA Ultimate Team and all that. Oh, so yeah. you know it's not like we got away from that, but it it does then start to say, well, it's kind of like the lesser of two evils because I'm sure that some of the battle passes in, in these games, especially free play ones, will end up being actually quite worth it. But as you said, it's when you start just kind of playing it just to fulfill this stuff because you feel like, you know, it's a bit of FOMO. It's a bit of like, okay, I, I haven't completed this. I'm missing out on something that other people are going to have. And, and, you know, you've only got a certain amount of time to do it because when it runs out, that's it. It's gone forever. You can never get those yeah. crappy little decals. Um, <laughs> like I, when I remember when I bought Rocket Pass, I, and this is on me. Like I didn't realize you had a limited amount of time to get it as well. Yeah. I just thought it's just something you just worked through. But I guess they need to do that because they need to, you know, people to they want people to keep playing and they want to be able to sell people in the next one or at least get people so invested that they've put in the time to then unlock the next one. Um, so I understand it from a from a design and business standpoint. But, yeah, it's hard because, you know, I don't want us to ever go back to that kind of loot box model. And this is, you know, they, they needed to replace it with something because they need to make their money, especially for the free-to-play games. Yeah, and look, you know, it, you know, I love Rocket League. Like, and I think I've said to you, it might be my favourite game of all time, which is like saying something, but... You know, I do see the challenge that they have, which is how do they make money on this game? Because it's not like Fortnite or other games like it, where 
you know, Destiny 2 is a good example. They can release DLC to that where it's like new worlds or new experiences. And that's kind of like, it makes sense for the whole community to jump on it and move on. And I even remember back in the day when we were playing, like this is way back in the day, like Halo 3, when they started to release like DLC maps for that game. Like, and that was some of the, the sort of first steps towards that kind of stuff. Like that makes sense to me, right? But with Rocket League, yes, there's, you know, skins for the car and people are generally like really into that. But just for the average punter, it's a bit like, you know, you're not offering new experiences. And, you know, I really think outside of the box here, like I kind of wish, and, you know, you're going to laugh me down for this, right? And there are mods that do similar things to this. I kind of wish that they had like a a single player or a first, you know, like a, a standalone non-multiplayer experience for Rocket League, like where I could use like... I think i down. I think I've said this to you before multiple times. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe, yeah, no, no, fair enough. No, especially on the Switch, especially on the Switch if you don't have um, internet access. Yeah. Then it's like, well, all I can do is just play these random games against bots because their season is just literally games against bots. There's There's nothing there outside of that, so... Yeah, and like I'm like thinking really out there. Like I'm like, I want it so, and th- th- like I I think you got to lean into the campiness of what I'm saying to make it uh, fun. I know, but, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Or like, at least like I, I want to, ha- I want to fight bosses and stuff like that, and have to be able to like deflect things and yep. you know yep. knock things into them, or balls and all this you, other kind of stuff. You want Diddy Kong Racing? That's what you want. <laughs> hey, I love Diddy Kong Racing so much. I I hundred percent of that game, and now I only found out after the fact. You know, and we've called this out the whole episode how I'm not a very good gamer. Um, that that game wasn't as easy as a lot of people think it is. Oh, Diddy Kong like, Racing oh. is hard as balls. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you can't beat the pig, and all this. I'm like, dude, I've beaten the pig, man. I was like, when I beat that damn pig at the end of that game, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that Whis- was not easy. Whiz Pig is an absolute bastard of a boss. Yeah, you have to like be near perfect. Uh, you know, you have to execute every turn and everything like that. I love those type of games, but you know, I would love if Sonic's went in that direction, and you know, I still hope. I don't think they will, but I really hope that with all the money that they've got with Epic and the money that they'll get with the free-to-play stuff, because Fortnite has done this, where Fortnite is, like, split off from its standard Battle Royale experience, which, by the way, was a sort of side part of that game originally, like, to do new experiences and challenges and almost platforming stuff. Like, I kind of, you know, secretly, I just like, man, if they did that and they had that as DLC that you paid extra for and they sort of did that on a seasonal basis, I'd be all for that. I'd be Man, all could, in on that. You could do awesome uh, obstacle courses or like yeah, like stunt racing, but you know, combine that with having to fly through rings with the you know with the aerial movement. You could do so many cool things as yeah. single player experiences in the game. So, so the community's already done that. So there's mods on PC where you can. It's it's mostly for practice and training, but people have done like really cool like mini games in it. And I'll be all for that, like, because the game, the core of the game is so cool and it's so technical and tight that I feel like, you know, just putting that into different scenarios and different worlds would just be awesome. And it, to me, is super campy and super fun. It's like taking yourself too seriously, but not. So, like, I hope that's the direction they go. I'm not going to go into Rocket Pass again. I'm done with Rocket Pass. I, I not regret, because I did rarely regret anything in life, but... I just think like it took away from the game, which is not what you'd want, right? And it probably shows how much I love the game. Then I kept on playing it all through Rocket Pass, but I'm actually so happy now that I've dumped Rocket Pass and 
I can sort of, sort of just jump on the game from time to time and play it that way. I am very happy for you. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that wraps us up for uh, this week's episode. Uh, as always, like if you really want to help us out and grow our tiny little community, uh, make sure you tell people about it. And the best thing would be give us a five-star review or a thumbs up on whatever podcast service you listen to us on. Uh, but with that said, bye-bye. See ya.